Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How we doing on this fine winter Tuesday? Evan and Tiki here on The Fan. A very, very busy show today, including why Blake Snell will no way, no chance be a New York Yankee. (laughs) We will listen to Juan Soto and Pete Alonso answer similar questions about their futures. And Tiki will tell us what they're really thinking. So we got a lot to talk about. But I've given this a lot of thought over the last few days and certainly over the last 24 hours because... In about two hours, the franchise tag window opens. And that, of course, is another big decision that Joe Shane and the Giants have to make about Saquon Barkley. They have two weeks to decide if they want to tag him or not. And I've given this a lot of thought because as a diehard fan, I appreciate and understand. (laughs) What are you laughing about? I didn't say anything yet. (laughs) I know. I'm just laughing at your diehard fandomness. Well, as a diehard fan, I understand and appreciate a guy spending his whole career with one team. Yes. I also understand the business of football. And I also understand, no offense to you as a former running back who defied logic by getting better as he got older, that usually (laughs) backs don't get better with age. So I wanted to give this a lot of thought. And the truth is, the New York Giants have to keep Saquon Barkley. Like, they have to. And I'll give you the number. I've got, like, a ton of reasons why. But let me start off with the number one thing that kept jumping into my head. October 31st, 2023. That was the NFL trade deadline. Yeah. And that's when you, Tiki Barber, said into a microphone, I understand why the Giants are shutting down any trade discussions on Saquon Barkley. They can't trade Saquon Barkley. Well, let me ask you this. If they couldn't trade Saquon Barkley on October 30th and October 31st, why, months later, would it be okay to let him walk away for nothing? That seems like a complete, utter contradiction. So in my opinion, the Giants made their decision on October 30th. They didn't trade Saquon. They wouldn't even listen on trade offers. Yeah. So what possibly could have changed between then and now that would make it okay for him to just leave? Well, the biggest reason to keep Saquon Barkley is that he is one of the offensive, really, forget offensive, he's one of the team leaders on this team. He's he's the guy, along with some others, who bought into what Brian Dable was talking about, what he was preaching, and he was the example that helped them succeed and, and excel in Dabes' first year, which resulted in his coach of the year. Now, I am I think I'm probably speaking for a lot of Giant fans when I lay out my thoughts on Saquon Barkley. Because if I looked at the team and said, all right, they need this, 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 and this, and this, 
20-something-plus free agents that they have, so many holes that they have to fill. There's going to be a new defensive system. Things may change offensive-wise because Dave's looks like he's going to have more of an influence in the offense and the play calling and things of that nature. Is this really a team that's winning right now? And the answer is probably, eh, they can win some games and steal others. Saquon Barkley is not fully necessary. But my emotion to Saquon is something that I think a lot of Giant fans feel. And it's, I love this kid. I loved him when he came in. He is the perfect example of a a, a star player that you would want on this team. He does not get in trouble. If, if other, when he's not hurt, he's busting his ass to be as great as he can possibly be. He carries himself the right way. He says the right things, and he's a leader in that locker room. And so emotionally, you want to hold on to that guy because he's the example. And you mentioned it before about guys who are the favored player on the team finishing their careers as a Giant or whatever team it is, but in this case, the Giants. I I feel like he should be that guy. I want him to be that player. He wants to be that player. And it's somewhat personal because I've heard him talk about this where he said, I want to be like Michael Strahan. I want to be like Tiki Barber. I want to be like these guys, Eli Manning, who spent an entire season creating a legacy that regardless of the championship structure, those guys won championships. I didn't. But you're revered in this town. And when you leave and go someplace else – even if you were great here for four or five years, they forget about you. Oh, yes. Right? It's just like you become a talking point as opposed to someone that gets lifted up when you're here. And so I want that for Saquon because he he deserves it. Yeah. But I also can look at it from a football standpoint and say, yeah, but they don't they don't really need him. And and that's 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 what's frustrating. Yeah, but the problem I have with that first part about not needing him mm-hmm. is if they didn't need him. And they made that decision. You know what? It's a running back. He's going to be 27 years old. We have to give him a big contract. Tell me why they didn't trade him on October 31st. And forget about just trading him. Tell me why they shut down phone conversations on trading him. But trading is so weird in the NFL. I I know that it's happening now more than it's ever. But it's not just in the DNA of, of deal makers, of general managers. And so... Trading Saquon Barkley sounded good if you were done with him, but I don't think the Giants are done with him. So then what changed between October 31st and February 20th that would lead you to say, now I'm good with him walking away? That's the contradiction that I face with this. I think when you look back to Dabes' first year and Joe Shane's first year, they knew that the strength of this team was going to be the run game, not the pass-protecting offensive line. So don't get it confused. When I say offensive line, I mean the run game in the offensive line and Saquon Barkley. And it was. It's what propelled them to such great heights for a lot of that season. Now, obviously, Daniel Jones was a part of that as well in that run game because he rushed for over 700 yards and had seven or so touchdowns. But it was Saquon and Daniel Jones having this dynamic, we're going to throw you off balance and you can't do anything to stop us. And I believe that that still applies. And so like you want that you want that at least going forward, but financially it's not going to make sense. You know what I mean? And especially if they're going to franchise tag him. So the franchise deadline is today. Or, or, well, or start, the window start, opens. The window today, opens yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. It goes for two weeks. Yes. And then they're going to make a determination whether or not they want to sign 
him to a long-term deal, which I don't think they're having conversations right now. How are they or, not having conversations? Or, or, or like franchise that's, them. But, but that's insane if they're not having well, conversations. We're not, hear, we're not hearing anything. So I have no idea. And it, listening to the Saquon, it doesn't sound like they're having anything, any conversations. So if they decide to franchise him, it just doesn't make sense to me. So if, I'll tell you why I disagree with you. You want me to tell you why I, I would actually tag him? And I know it's been like accepted over the last few days amongst giant fans of giant beat writers of, oh, it makes no sense to tag him. I will offer you the opposing position on this. And while it does make sense, let me just start with this. I think I'm making this clear. I got to bring Saquon Barkley back if I'm the New York Giants. Let me start there. Mm-hmm. My end game is Saquon Barkley remains on the New York Giants. He remains on the Giants for a myriad of reasons. Number one being, when he's on the field, my quarterback plays differently. <laughs> when he's on the field, Daniel I, Jones is a better player. That's been an indisputable right. fact and it doesn't over matter. the last few it years. It doesn't matter who is going to be the quarterback Correct. next year. Correct. I, don't, I don't know if Daniel Jones is going to be healthy. Doesn't matter. Come, come August or, or September. Is he playing in October? I have, I honestly have no idea. So especially if it's some young player that they potentially draft, right? Or it's Tommy DeVito. hundred percent. You absolutely want Saquon ba- uh, right. Barkley in the back. That's why the quarterback factor not, doesn't even matter because like, Saquon makes whoever is the quarterback. But if you're better. not willing to give him a long term deal, which it seems like they're not. Mm-hmm. The franchise tag doesn't make sense no, no, for twelve and a half million dollars for a year. It's just on. a big number to throw on a on a running back. Well, right? It's it's one thing to have him make that much money, it's another to count that much against the cap. Now, I know the cap is likely to go up $25 million. They said it was going to be about 243, but it's actually going to be more around $250 million, which is 26 or so million more than it was a year ago. So there's space, but you still got to be smart about how you spend that but, money. But, but, are they willing to give him a long-term contract or well, not? Well, long is, is relative now. The so end game has long, to be a long-term long, contract. Long, long for a wide receiver these days that's in his prime yep. is six years. Right. Right? Long for a running back that's in it or before or even whatever, and it's, it's three. Yeah. So okay. if they... Are they willing to give him that? Are they willing to lock up Saquon so. Barkley? I would think they so. They better be because if they aren't, why didn't they trade him? <laughs> See, that's the problem I have. But what was the? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what the market was. No, no, so I have he, no idea. But, but here's what we do know: Did a running Joe, back get traded last year? That the the Giants wouldn't even have conversations. Like, there's two layers to this whole trade deadline thing, and it bothers me. I keep going back to that because to me, the Giants made their decision on October 31st. Mm-hmm. The more you think about it. What they decided leading up to the trade deadline was not simply to not trade Saquon Barkley. It was to not listen on trade offers for Saquon Barkley. And that's far different. If you want to tell me, hey, guys, they listened on offers. There wasn't a great package out there. They decided to keep him. That is far different than what we heard at the deadline, which was they're shutting down conversations. Yeah, but and when I push back to you on that, you're like, well, how could you trade him? Well, he sells tickets. Well, fans so, want to watch him. So, well, what changed between then and now? So that that thought makes me feel like the Giants want to do a long-term deal. Yes. With Saquon they Barkley. better. And, and by long, I don't mean six, five or six years. I mean three years or four years, maybe. And probably one of those is voided. Right? I, to me, it's it's it's... We want to keep him, but we don't want to have to worry about trying to get him back in free agency type of thing. Well, this now, is... I, know, I know you don't do that really in football. Um, usually when a team trades for a player like uh, Montez Sweat mm-hmm. with the Chicago Bears, they sign him. They, they do that so they can get a head start on signing him to a long-term deal, which the Bears did with Montez Sweat. If the Giants want Saquon Barkley they're going to have to work out the deal that they weren't willing to give him a year ago. But this which is, makes no sense that they weren't willing to give him to a year ago because he was a year younger coming off 
one of the best seasons he's had since his rookie years. And so, like, I I feel like there's a this like the internal debate that I have with myself. I know it goes on with Giant fans because some of them are saying, yeah, I'm ready to move on from Saquon. Mm -hmm. Some of them are saying, oh, I absolutely love Saquon. We need him. I think the same conversation is going on inside Giant Stadium, right, or inside whatever it is, Quest Diagnostic, where Mm -hmm. the the offices are. They they just don't know how to ideally deal with this guy who who is perfect for the franchise but has been hurt a lot, but his value is not clearly defined. Well, I'll tell you why I would tag him then. Even though everyone continues to say that doesn't make any sense and it's not a real option. I tag him because the first thing I do when I tag Saquon Barkley is I announce to my fan base and I announce to that locker room, Saquon Barkley is going to be on the New York Giants in 2024. (laughs) Now, I understand your pushback is going to be $12 million. That's a big cap hit. They've got a lot of other holes. The beautiful thing about tagging somebody is that it's not permanent. Right. You have until... Middle of May. You have until, yeah, I think the middle of May to work out a long-term contract. And the end game for the Giants better be a long-term contract. Because if the end game isn't a long-term contract, then they damn effed up in late October. Then they should have entertained offers, at least entertained offers, and consider trading him. So number one, I take Saquon Barkley. And then I use the next few months to try to find the common ground with him on a long-term contract that, A, makes him happy, that makes him feel like, hey, okay, I'm respected, I got mine, and for the Giants, brings down his cap number in a way in which you can fill other holes. Here's the problem with not tagging him, and this is why I'm surprised. I'm genuinely surprised I'm in the minority on this because it seems almost accepted from Many Giant fans, and we'll hear from you today, 877-337-6666, and many Giant beat reporters of, oh, that cap number, that's crazy. They're not going (laughs) to tag him. No way, no how. If you don't tag him, understand the repercussions. It means he gets to free agency. Yeah. And when he gets to free agency, granted, there are a lot of running backs available. We get that. But Saquon Barkley, to me, if I'm just regular general manager and I have a chance to win a championship – I don't care about his numbers last year. I am more drawn in from Saquon Barkley than I am anyone else available in free agency because I still think I can see the best of him. So if you allow Saquon Barkley to get to the open market and you allow the Dallas Cowboys or the Buffalo Bills or the Philadelphia Eagles or name the Baltimore Ravens right. or the Cincinnati Bengals who may cut Joe Mixon. Tennessee or, Titans. Anybody you want to name. If you allow there to be an open market for Saquon Barkley, mark my words, he's gone. And then you really screwed up because the Giants had a choice in late October. And that choice was, do we investigate the market? We talked about this, not in late October, but in mid-October. I brought it up to you. Hey, this season's going nowhere. Should they consider trading Saquon Barkley? They didn't consider it. You didn't consider it. Nope. Well, now it's time to pay the piper. You didn't consider it? Get it done. Because losing him, to me, makes no sense. Well, what I, compensatory pick are you even getting back that would be worth what you could have gotten yeah. at the trade deadline to a desperate team? Look, and it's a little bit different than than baseball, the calculus for trading a guy based on an expiring contract. It's not something that's in the, the mindset or the I think even the calculations for general manager in the, in the NFL. But it is real when a guy's 26 or 27 years old, as Saquon is. I mean, Josh Jacobs is available still. He's only 26. Mm. Derrick Henry is the old head of this group coming out because he's 30. Uh, I guess uh, Austin Eckler is getting close to 30 as well. But like, there are, there's only a handful of guys that are what you described as I haven't quite seen the best of them yet. 
I think you still see the best of Josh Jacobs. I think you can still see the best of Tony Pollard. Still see the best of Saquon Barkley. Interesting, all the guys that got franchise tagged as running backs a year ago. But that list is small. So if Saquon gets to actual free agency, he's going to be highly desired. Yes. And the question is, the question is going to be, will the Giants actively match, or will they try to, or they try to, or will they just let him go? So tag him. If they just let him go, the problem is he's not. Guys like him are not easily replaced. Of course they're not. As much as we sit there now, it's like such a cliche. Oh, I can find a running back anywhere. No, you can't. You say it. You can find someone who turns the line up back there and takes snaps. Right. But you're not going to have someone that's a game changer. Or it's very unlikely you're going to find someone who's a game changer. So it's not as easy. And, And here's the other thing I know, watching the Giants when Saquon's not been on the field over the last few years. And I remember having this argument with Sean at the beginning of last season. We were talking about Daniel Jones, and I pulled out all those numbers and Mm -hmm. said, here's Daniel Jones without Saquon, here's Daniel Jones with Saquon. And the numbers were stark. Yeah, they don't lie. They do not lie. Well, you're going to ask a young quarterback, or you're going to ask Daniel Jones, or you're going to ask Tommy DeVito, okay, go play without him. And so to me, you tag him. You give yourself more time to work out a long-term contract that makes sense for everybody. But yeah. if you lose him, yeah, but that's, that, you're worse. That pisses him off. Well, It just pisses him off. I know it does. Because it, nobody likes to be tagged. I've said this every year we've talked about this point in, in, in tag land in the NFL. Nobody wants to be tagged. Because it, it, it prevents you from going to find out how much you actually are worth. And... The number is deflated for running backs. I'm not saying it's devalued. It's deflated for running backs. Mm-hmm. Whereas every other position, tackles, wide receivers, God knows how much quarterbacks are getting paid. Every one of those positions has 10 to 15 or 20 guys that are making close to top end. The running back has three guys right. that are making close to top end. So when you average out the top 10, that number comes way down. That is the franchise number. It comes way down. And so for the running back to get tagged is an insult because it's telling you, telling you, you are your value that we're going to assign to you with the franchise tag is less than average. But you understand, but you understand know, the Giants' is, intention would be to have are, them play on the tag. Right, but they already did it. They already did it. Okay. So they did it last year. Yeah. And if they do it again, it's going to, like, the level of disrespect that Saquon felt a year ago and then is going to be compounded okay. by 10 times. And what's he going to do about it? There's nothing he can do about it. Is he going to still talk to me about a long-term contract? Yes. I mean, of course. But so then what, who cares until, if he's upset until for a few weeks? gets done, it's, I mean, he's just, you don't do that to guys that, that, you, that you have reverence for. And I think, at least I hope, that the Giants have some reverence for Saquon Barkley. And the last thing you want to do is let him sit in basic purgatory until middle of May or whenever you come around after you get through the draft, after you finish free agency, after you realize how much money you have left. All right, Saquon, now let's work on a long-term deal. It's just it's disrespecting him all over again. And I, and I feel for him if that happens wow. because he doesn't get a chance, I a tell real you. chance to see what he's worth, one what thing somebody I've, else thinks about him. One thing I've learned, I guess I'm very disrespectful. I'm disrespectful <laughs> to larger people. And by the way, my <laughs> wife is making me apologize later on in the show to those who are slightly overweight. And I'm also disrespectful to Saquon Barkley because I don't care about his feelings. I have to tag him because I can't lose him. 
To me, the Giants made a decision on Halloween 2023, and now they've got to seal the deal and keep them long-term. Otherwise, they damn screwed up in late October. We'll get your calls next, 877-337-6636. Plus, there's a long history in this town of having these loved players on franchises and letting them leave in the prime of their career. We'll go through a few of those coming up, plus more of your reaction as a Giant fan on what you do. Today starts the decision. The Giants have two weeks starting today at 4 o'clock to decide if they want to tag Saquon Barkley. And according to Tiki Barber, that would piss him off greatly. Now, over the course of the first 20 minutes of the show, 20-plus minutes of the show, and talking about Saquon Barkley and these negotiations, I kept emotion completely out of it. I never brought up something you did bring up, and I appreciate that. The idea of, hey, isn't it special to have a guy spend his entire career with the same team? Yes. I bring that emotion up now because I feel that as a fan of the teams I root for. The teams I root for haven't had a lot of guys who spent their entire career with the same team. In fact, it's a very, very short list. I think what may affect a lot of you people out there, you Giant fans out there, is that your list of guys who've spent their entire career with your team, I could write a book. (laughs) <laughs> like, I would do a, another book. I got one coming out April 2nd, my Bible. But I could do a second book about all the freaking giant players, some legends, some real good players, some really good players that only played for the New York Giants, including you, mm-hmm. including Harry Carson, including Lawrence Taylor, including Phil Sims, including Frank Gifford, including Charlie Connerly, including Alex Webster, including, like... I just went back to the 60s. I included the 80s. And what about Michael Strahan? Like, I could do it. <laughs> didn't say it. Eli either. I didn't even say Eli. Or Jesse Armstead. <laughs> because, you know why? <laughs> I did that on purpose. Why? Because you got so many freaking guys <laughs> that have done it. And Amani Toomer. Amani Toomer. <laughs> I wonder if that almost lessens this. That to many Giant fans, no, this is a very think... easy black and white decision concerning football, and there is no emotion because you're emotionless because you've had so many guys over the course of your history spend their entire career with the same team. Well, I don't think I think it almost feels like an expectation. It's not not you're not desensitized to it. There's just certain guys that once they get a, you know enough years in, five or let's say six years in, and they're still good. In your mind, like, why would you go anywhere else? Like, you're past that point of, like, you didn't pan out after the draft pick or wherever the acquisition was. Usually it's a draft pick, and now we're ready to move on from you. You're past it, mm. right? And to me, Saquon is, is is past that moment where you're deciding, is he going to be good enough? The only question was whether or not he was going to be healthy enough. And, you know, two years ago, not an issue at all. Last year, a slight issue, but nothing that was... I don't know, like I don't know, undermining his ability to be to be good still, and so why not have him finish his career because he's the next one in line. He's the he's the recent great that we've had on this team. So why would you not want him to finish here? I don't think it's not wanting him to finish here. I think it's that that connection that affects me when I talk about Pete Alonso yeah. may not affect you guys as much because you've had a lot of it. You know, when I talk mm-hmm. about Pete Alonso, a part of it is but that other than David Wright. They haven't had a lot of guys spend their entire career with the same yeah, team. Yeah, but how, I just listed 15 guys. But I don't know how that affects us. I think that makes us expect it. Makes it less special. You well, say no, no, expect. No, no, I not, say make it less special. Not less special. Just you, you're the next, right? You're the next one. It, it's, it's rare, by the way. It's rare that any player in any team stays there the, his whole career. Unless you're a New York Giant. Unless you're a New York Giant. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> the Giants seem to have done it. 
pretty effectively. Think, about, think yeah. about the Jets. How many guys have they had to do it? Even Joe Namath didn't do it. Yeah. He had to finish his career yeah, with the Rams. You're right. Are they, I mean, Howard Cross was a, was an all-time giant. Right. He, he, didn't, he didn't play anywhere else. You guys have 175 <laughs> different guys who spent their entire career with the same team. Let's go to Ben in Brooklyn to lead it off. How are you, Ben? Hey, I'm in AT. How's everything going with you? We're good. Good. Uh, so, listen, I, I personally, I've called the show before. I'm a diehard Giants fan. I love Tiki. I love Eli. I love all the career Giants. But as a diehard Giants fan, it's hard for me to say this. Saquon's not really going to factor, I feel like, into any chances of going for a championship based off the cap. And not saying I trust Joe Shane with my life, but I understand what he's doing. And I have to disagree with what you said earlier. Running backs are not to be highly valued because they're not... They don't fit in with where the game is holding in 2024. Well, certain running backs do. Christian McCaffrey does because he's so versatile as a wide receiver as well. Saquon catches a lot of balls out of the backfield. Now he doesn't. He's not interchangeable with a, as a wide receiver necessarily. Um, but I, I mean, maybe he could be if they if they tried to mm-hmm. do that, right? I mean, the beauty. Let, let's just take a quick aside and go look at what the 49ers are doing. The beauty of what Kyle Shanahan does, other than not being able to make decisions in the moment <laughs> when you big games, but is it every player feels interchangeable. Like you could put Brandon Ayuk, line him up in the backfield and run some type of sweep. You don't want him running through the, you know, the, the tackles, but he could run a sweep out of the backfield. He's obviously a wide receiver. Chris McCaffrey can line up in the slot, or he could be an X receiver, uh, X wide receiver. Debo Samuel could be the tailback, right? The, the, the versatility at running backs make you valuable. Saquon hasn't been asked to do that, but if he was, do I think he'd be successful? Yeah, I think he would. He can catch the catch the football. Anthony is in Staten Island. Good afternoon, Anthony. Hey, Evan and Tiki, what's going on? All's good, Anthony. Yo, what's up, man? What's going on? Uh, no, so, you know, I'm a, I'm a diehard Giants fan. Uh, Tiki, you actually saved me from a beating when I was a little boy back in 05 against the Redskins game. But I'll, I'll go, that's a different story. <laughs> what? You saved him from a beating? Why, what did I do? You, you, you ran all over the Redskins. You I beat did. them and made us go to the playoffs. Oh, that's nice. what you did. You kidding me? Oh, nice. Oh, you mean because, oh, I got it. I bet. You talk about a bet. I got game. you. I got you. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll, that's a different story. But, no, so this is about Saquon. You know, I, I like I said, I'm a diehard Johnson. I love Saquon. I really do. I think he's a great great kid, you know, great great guy. I think he's a, a role model for this for New York. But, you know, he doesn't – there's something he lacks. And that, to me, is he's not like – he's not a dog. You know, like Ahmad Bradshaw, he was a dog. T.C. Mm-hmm. Barber, he was a dog. You know, Saquon, there's numerous times where it's third and one – or even fourth and one, and Saquon he just doesn't get that yard. Wait, so Dirty wait, yard. Wait, so you're saying he's like he's he's I, I don't even know what you're saying. Like he's not. He's saying he's soft. He's not a dog yeah, like you. Hard. He's not a dog. Like the game against the Vikings, the playoff game against the Vikings. He was a dog that game. He went yes. on his shoulder. He got the extra yard. He right. fought for an extra yard on a regular. You know, every given Sunday, he's not. You don't get that Saquon. You get. I, I want playoff Saquon every Sunday. If we got playoff Saquon every Sunday, I would extend them today. But the thing is, with <laughs> Saquon, you, you, you know, know what though? You know what, Anthony? If you got, tell me if I'm wrong <laughs> here, Teak. If you had the dog playoff Saquon every Sunday, how many Sundays would you get him during the regular season? Mm. I think what Saquon does sometimes is make a business decision. And by the way, that sounds like I'm ripping him, and it yeah. sounds like it's a bad thing. If it makes you more available for 17 games, is it really a bad thing? No. 
The next play is always more important. I used to tell that to Brandon Jacobs all every week. Stop. Stop. If you Your have a body's chance, not going to last. If you have a chance <laughs> to run out of bounds and maybe not get that extra yard or two or take the contact by fighting for that extra yard, right. I know it's easy for us to sit in front of a microphone, call up Sports Talk Radio and say, be a dog, fight for the yard. But I'm being pro- pro- pragmatic. I'm being pragmatic here. Yes. If that extra yard is going to cause an injury where I don't get you the following Sunday, that extra yard ain't worth it. Yeah, that's that's the that's the physics of the game, like knowing how to go through contact. So move forward, take the hit, but not really take the hit. That's just that that comes with reps. To be fair to Saquon, he ran it like a dog that entire season. Not yeah, just that did. playoff game. That oh, year, agree. if you could get it that started, Saquon, it started it with the overtime of the uh, the, uh, the the two point conversion against the Tennessee Titans. Yep. Put his head down and just went through the DB. Yeah, he's a home run hitter, but that year he was a dog. And then what happened? Did he get a contract or no? He did not. No, no. Well, that's part of the problem. He did not. And and here well, it is. is part of the problem because I mean I've had this we've had this I've gone on this rant multiple times about Daniel Jones how it's like every freaking year it's all right Daniel it's a prove it year all right Daniel it's a prove it year all right Daniel it's a prove it year right coming in the next year all right Daniel it's a prove it year and he's done it every single year. It's almost been the same way for Saquon Barkley. Right? Coming in after those two seasons, uh, after his rookie year, rookie of this year, unbelievable, injury, injury, and then it's like, oh, he's fourth year. All right, dude, you better prove it, right? And then the next year, all right, you got to prove it to you know to get the tag. All right, you got to prove it uh, now to this season to figure out what we're going to do with you long term. It's like every year right. it's become a prove it year for Saquon Barkley, and it's hard to play on the prove it year because well. – you're you're constantly thinking about what if I get hurt. Well, and also in his prove it year, he had a monster year and didn't get rewarded. Right, he got tagged. Yes, so right. that year and technically, like the the team can say we tagged you. That's a reward, but the tag is the average of the top ten salary cap hits. That's the most important thing. Hear me what I'm saying: salary cap hits. It's not salaries. Salary cap hits, mm. and with only three or four guys having high salary cap hits. That means that six of them are below the franchise tag number. Right. So it just it just drags down. Right. And so the franchise tag for the running back sucks. It has not accelerated with the rest of the of rest of the salary cap and, and as a whole, every other position well, has. Well, think about this. The Jets are going to be facing a decision over the next two weeks. And I'll save you the time. They're not going to tag him, but they may have to make a decision on Bryce Huff, who I would mm. love for the Jets to keep. Here's the difference in the tagging of Bryce Huff and the tagging with Saquon Barkley. If they tag Bryce Huff, it's going to cost them $21 million, <laughs> which is an enormous amount of money. Right. You tag Saquon, and the only reason it's up to $12 million is because you tagged him last year. That's right. So he takes that increase that brings it up to 12 Here's the thing I can't get past. Unless you want to admit you screwed up, which I'm all game for. I may admit later on in this show I screwed up by calling a dear friend of mine Plumping overweight. Mm-hmm. And I'm not only apologizing because my wife told me, I'd be apologizing straight from the heart. He's my fatty! You're apologizing because it was in the New York Post. I'm apologizing because <laughs> my wife read it in the New York Post, okay? Right. Not because it's in the New York Post, but because when she read it in the New York Post, she wasn't happy with Evan. Anyhow, Pitch New York Ranger fan, that's for later. But if Joe Shane wants to admit that he screwed up About by not what? trading Saquon why, Barkley why at the trade deadline. trade him? We're talking about wanting him. Why would you have traded him a year ago? Because if you don't tag him, let me make this perfectly clear. 
if you don't tag him and uh, you allow him to get to free agency, do you really want him? Do you? Do you want him? Conditionally. Conditionally. Yes. You don't really want him. I I know. That's why I'm saying conditionally. So if you are conditional (laughs) or not to wanting Saquon Barkley, please explain to me like I'm a two-year-old how at the trade deadline you wouldn't take a phone call. Like, everybody freaks out about Pete Alonzo and the Mets were talking about Pete Alonzo. I have never gotten mad at the Mets talking about trading Pete Alonzo because you know why? A phone call doesn't hurt. Listening to a conversation doesn't hurt. Trading him hurts. I'd have a very different opinion if they traded him. Same with you guys. If you traded Saquon for a conditional fifth, we'd have a different conversation. But here's the difference between Pete Alonzo and the Mets and Saquon and the Giants. And I do bring them together because these have been some of the bigger topics over the last few weeks. Joe Shane wouldn't listen Mm -hmm. on phone calls at the trade deadline in a season where his team was going nowhere for a guy that he only wants conditionally. Yeah, but that's also... That's not smart, bro. But it's also revising what was going on in the moment. Okay, what am I missing? The Giants were flawed last year. We know it because the offensive line was compromised, or bad, not even compromised. They were just bad, flat-out bad. Daniel Jones got his ass kicked every single day. And as soon as Tyrod Taylor got in there, he got his ass kicked. When Tommy DeVito got in there, he got his ass kicked. The Giants O-line sucked last year, period. So Saquon Barkley was really the only balancing factor that they had. Because you can just run the ball. It's easier to run block than it is to pass block. It just is what it is. Defensive ends have become so much more athletic than 330-pound tackles. I don't even want to hear about three. Oh, he's such a massive tackle. Who cares? Can you run? Can you get off get off the line of scrimmage? Can you not fall down and get Daniel Jones' ear hold from the blind side because you can't move? Right? Forget the tackle. Like Saquon Barkley was the only balancing factor of this offense for a lot of this season. And at the, and then midway through, so the trade deadline, as bad as the Giants were, they weren't out of it. They were two and six. Okay, but they weren't out they of were it. They were two and six, and the GM refused to take phone calls on a guy that he only right. wants conditionally. But Do you not see the issue with that? They weren't out of it. Because you know what happens if you trade Saquon Barkley last year? You're dead. Everybody quits. Everybody. Everybody. I, I'm telling you, Evan, everybody quits. Because if they're saying, wow, you got rid of our captain? Yeah, yeah. You got rid of one of the elite players over the last couple of years in the NFL, you got rid of him? Oh, you don't care. You don't give a crap. I understand not, that. Why the hell am I even playing? I totally get that. But they also traded Leonard Williams. Like, they did make decisions yeah, but, to try to improve themselves for the future because they knew they weren't going anywhere. Just to keep this in mind, everyone, so you remember the dates here. They lost to the Jets on October career, 29th. Leonard Williams a career giant? No. Leonard Williams in the long-term plans for the New York Giants? No, because he he's on been. a $32 million cap Yeah, but they could have re-signed him at the end of the year. But if they really wanted him to be part of their future plans, Leonard mm-hmm. Williams, and I like Leonard Williams, they would have restructured him to give themselves tons of cap space. They didn't want him a part of their Fair future enough. plans. Fair enough. Is Saquon Barkley part of their future plans? Because that's would... what this all comes back to. If you want him... Then you don't trade him, which I understand. Then you keep him. I'll use These the two same things word. don't make sense. You can't not take I'll phone calls on him word. and then not want him conditionally. Conditionally, right? They don't. This this is not. Dave's and Joe Shane aren't Saquon's daddy. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't, they didn't birth him to the New York Giants. They don't care. Trust me, this is real. I get you. You, you guys, like you guys, think about my career, especially Loogie and Sean, who's not here, and get better, get healthy, uh, Sean. But like. Ernie, of course he didn't draft me. Right. 
George Young drafted me. There's a reason that Ernie Accorsi literally tried to get rid of me four years in a row. He he didn't want me. Mm. Jim Fossil saved me. It's the only reason I ended up becoming the all-time leading rusher in New York Giants history. It's not a knock on Ernie Accorsi, but I wasn't Ernie Accorsi's baby. Right. Right? He didn't care about me. It's like the new program director <laughs> with this show. Right. Ain't my baby. Right. I don't Joe, care about Joe these jackasses. And Brian Dable, they might really love how Saquon works, but he, they didn't birth him. They didn't birth him to this organization. So the emotion is not there. They're, they can they can make a disconnected decision right. about his future as it pertains to the New York Giants. But we as fans, we don't look at it that way. I know, but that's not even my issue. My issue is if you had that feeling towards him, I would have been more open-minded to trading him. Not I have to trade him. Trade I have him, to dude. be open-minded to it. You they just... wouldn't even take a phone call on it. And I knew when this was happening in late October, and we argued about it then. I remember saying to you, all right, well, then you better keep him. Okay? If you're not taking phone calls on him, fine. Then he better be on this roster. And look, he's not off this roster yet. This will be an interesting two weeks because I still think tagging him makes sense. But when you allow him to go to free agency, and I say the same thing about Met free agents and Yankee free agents, when you allow a guy to go to free agency, you increase the chances that he's gone. Of course. If Pete Alonso gets to free agency, I'm telling you right now, it's 60-40, he's not a Met. Exactly. If you allow Saquon Barkley to get to real free agency, I think that number's even higher. I don't think it's 60-40. I think it's like 80-20. So on Facebook, there's relationship status. One of the <laughs> options is it's complicated. Yes. I think if the Giants were put up their relationship status with Saquon, they would put it's complicated. 100%. Because I think they don't want to give him the bag long term. They like him, but I don't know about putting a ring on it. And I think that's where the trepidation okay, but let is. Me, right. Let me counter this with you, Loogie. So you're in a relationship, not your current wife. Let's leave all our currents out. Okay. okay? You got it. You're in a complicated relationship. Mm-hmm. It's complicated. Very. Now all of a sudden you're out of bar. Uh-huh. And there's this other beautiful woman, <laughs> and she's spitting game at you. Oh, so she's giving me the stare. Yeah, what are you doing? I'm going up to her and getting her phone number. But 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 you're in a relationship? No, because it's complicated. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We so, were on a break. So if it's complicated, <laughs> then you receive the phone call on October 30th about trades. Doesn't mean you're sleeping with her. I didn't say Lugie was sleeping with her. I said, I'm talking about But maybe during that period, there were good times with Saquon, hence why it's complicated. Does that make sense? Yeah. They don't know what to do with this guy. They don't know what to do, so it's complicated. What do you want to do as a Giant fan? So I think they box themselves into a corner here. When you don't trade him, if you're either going to draft a quarterback or you're going to go back to DJ, you need Saquon. Do I think long-term running back is smart? No, but they box themselves into a situation where they have to keep him long-term. Because you, otherwise, you're going to piss him off by keep giving well, him the tag, but, like Tiki's saying. But, Tiki, here's the thing, and I've learned this from you, and this is another reason why I don't get caught up the way some Giant fans do in the cap number and tagging him mm-hmm. and what the contract looks like. The salary cap is fungible. It is. <laughs> I learned that from you. It is. So if you're going to sign Saquon probably to a three-year deal, because that's what a long-term deal for a running back is. Right, because that's what Jonathan Taylor, yeah. who is barely, not even in his prime yet, Resigned for not even resigned. He pre-signed right with the Indianapolis Colts. So you're going to sign a guy to a three-year deal. You're going to bring his cap number down massively. Like Joe Mixon's cap number last year was insanely low. Nick yeah. Chubb, same thing. So you're going to bring his cap number down a little bit, and you're going to have him on your books for the next few years. But you're never going to have like this massive cap number. What the hell's the issue? Why are we acting like signing him is going to hamstring them it's for not. the next decade? It's, it's not. not. It's not about the money. I, I'm, I'm, if everything that I've talked about, it, it, I'm not talking about money because it's not the money. Then what's about? It's it's about whether or not this this non daddy 
wants to keep this stepchild. And that's 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 bad. And it's and it makes everybody feel bad. Hmm. And it's it's not going to end pretty unless he says yes. I'm just glad you didn't say redheaded stepchild. You just kept it the stepchild. <laughs> oh, he's which black. I appreciate. He can't be redheaded. <laughs> yeah, that's, first of all, that's not true. That's not true. That's true. I mean, Dennis Johnson, Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin. Yeah. Let's go to Pete it's in true. Babylon. There are, lot, there are a lot of black redheads. <laughs> hey, you guys are the best, man. I love you as always. What's up, Pete? What's up, Kiki? You walked me right into it. Let me start by you going back a couple minutes. Our offensive line was worse than sucked. Yeah. Our offensive line are words that we cannot say on the radio. Right. Okay? You've got to take that into consideration. Let me tell you the reward. Let me tell you what Luke is saying what's complicated. It's not complicated. You tagged them. You had them for a year. You lose DJ. Let's go back to, and I've called about this before, so I don't want to sound like a broken record, but let's go back. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in a fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co-worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Two years to a healthy DJ. 700 yards rushing. Seven touchdowns. A beast with, with, with Barkley. Saquon, yep. Sign this kid for three years. 35 million. Get a health. Now, we got to go into the season and say, we're going to remain. We're going to go in healthy. We're going to stay healthy. That's how you have to start every season. Yeah. Say, okay, we get a healthy DJ, we get a healthy, we get a healthy Saquon, sign the kid for three years. I think we're losing hey. you, Pete, but I'm with you on that. Right. And to further his point about what Saquon did two years ago, how about last year after the trade deadline? And you may think what I'm about to say backs up your point. It doesn't really. Hmm. My whole point about the Giants is you got to bleep or get off the pot. Right. And October 31st, they decided they were going to stay on the pot. So if you're on the pot, stay on the pot. And I'm not talking about that other pot. After the trade deadline, Saquon Barkley was on the football field for the final nine games the Giants played. And they went four and five. And Saquon got in the end zone seven times. Yeah. Like, Saquon Barkley was a big part of why the Giants made things Interesting. I would, the interest, yeah. semi-interesting. It, it wasn't, they weren't. <laughs> there was never really a chance, right? Like we kind of made it one, but it, they were interesting because Saquon was really good. He was a big part be. of it. But that shows you that they need him. Like over the last two years, they are a far better team when he's out there. Right. And Joe Shane and Brian Dable may think they're really, really safe and they're really, really comfortable. 
but you can trust me on this. You go win four games again, tell me how comfortable you are. Tell me how comfortable you you're are not. if they win four games. You're not. Look, and you're look, not. Of course I, you're not. I think they have lobbied probably successfully for another year. So third year coming up this season. Next year will be 2025. I think they're safe. I mean, unless they win three games. Unless this team falls so far apart and then in their minds they're saying, all right, we just got to reset and rebuild. You don't you don't get to do that. So let's get this straight. I just want to get this straight then. If Saquon Barkley leaves because you allow him to go to free agency and he signs with another team, you have lost your most dynamic offensive player. You don't have a quarterback. You're still trying to fix your offensive line. And you have some talent at wide receiver, but you don't have that dynamic wide receiver. Explain to me how you're winning seven or eight games. How the hell's that happening? <laughs> Probably not very easily. You are more likely to win those three or four games you just mentioned. Evan and Tiki on this Tuesday here on The Fan. Now, there was this fake report that came out earlier in the day. It turned out not to be true that the Mets were trying to lock up Francisco Alvarez on a long-term deal. Tiki's aware of it because it went all over the Mets' text yes, chat that were involved this. in I thought, wow, the Mets are coming current. Now, forget that for a second, because <laughs> I do like the idea of locking a guy up long-term. I think yeah. it's a smart decision. But let me ask you a question. Two years into your NFL career, mm-hmm. you haven't become a star yet, yep. still trying to figure it out. Yeah, had some games here, some good ones, some bad ones. If they had come to you and offered you a massive long-term deal for a decent amount of money, yeah. But clearly not money you could earn if you became the star mm-hmm. that you turned into. Because I know you did sign an extension right. in your career, but I'm talking about real early before you proved anything. Would you have done it? Like, is that appealing to an athlete? Because it kind of takes the pressure off a little bit. It, but then you could does. regret it if you turn into a star. It does, but you sign that deal and say in, in football it's different. But let's just say, for argument's sake, I'd signed a deal that was, I don't know, Three million dollars a year because mm. they didn't pay running backs back then. They right. still don't pay. Running backs <laughs> That's right. what's changed. So let's say three three million dollars a year, and then by and it was like a five year deal, six year deal. So I'm like, wow, this is good. This is real money now. But then two years in, I I'm probably playing at like a six million dollar a year. Pace. Right, right, right. Would I be pissed? Yeah, of course. So I wouldn't do it. Yeah. See, I'm completely different. I would totally do it. But see, the difference in baseball, <laughs> the problem is in baseball, that deal, it's just like, um, we were just talking about him last week, Lugie, he, from the Royals. What was his name? Yeah, um, you're talking about Bobby Witt Jr. Bobby, Bobby Witt Jr., yep. Yep. right? That deal is like $180-something million. Right. But if he becomes and continues to be the star he's becoming, he's underpaid. He is, but still, he's making one hundred and eighty-eight million. Right, that, that's why I would. I think it's actually two hundred and eighty. I think it's more than one hundred and eighty-eight million dollars. And that's a common thing in baseball right now. But I'll tell you, obviously, I ain't a baseball player. I'm just sitting here on the radio. But if someone came to me and offered me the long-term comfort of making a lot of money, but yes, it may not be as much money as you could yeah, make. But hold on, dude, if, I'm if signing you're, up. If you're Bobby, Wade, I was I was wrong. I was off by a hundred million. It's two hundred and eighty-eight million dollars. Right. Like, I mean, I know that that's probably a 10-year deal, mm-hmm. right? Is that right? It's 11. 11-year deal. But still, you're making $25, $4.5 million yeah, but a what year. what are you surprised by, by the team or the player? Because both sides are taking no, some no, level my, of my risk. My point is, how do you not sign that? Oh, I agree when with you. you're 22 years old. Yeah, why not? And, okay, let's say I get to the top end and I'm making 
$29 million a year. So, like, the value of the present value of money is so much greater than waiting for the future value. For the possibility that you're going to make more. I'm not saying Juan Soto's an idiot. I think Juan Soto's got balls because a few years ago, this is years ago. Yeah. This wasn't even with San Diego. Obviously not the Yankees. Juan Soto was offered like $450 million. And he said no. And he's like, nah, yeah. I'm good. Now, ultimately, Juan Soto will have made the right decision. Of course, because he's gonna. it's going to be 600 He's getting $600 million. It's $150 million more. But I'll tell you right now, man. That'd if have been I was hard. ever been in hard. that position and I'm not, I'd be, sign me up. That'd have been hard. Yeah. That'd have been hard. You're damn right. You'd say, sign me up for that one. Let's go to Steven in Brooklyn on the fan. Hey, Steven. What's up, Steven? Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, big Giants fan here. And uh, I just totally think that Saquon will be a Giant next year. I mean, I always try to put my fandom on the side and put my cap on. And like you said, Evan, hey, if they were going to trade him, they would have traded him last year. The season was terrible, things of that nature. But look, this year going in, for Saquon, it was always, well, everything I read, it's always about you know, guaranteed money up front. Yeah. And you know how the salary cap works. You you, you kind of finagle it and this and that. He wants 20, 30 million guaranteed, but the way you could, you know, with a contract, it's only going to be hopefully six, seven million, you know, against the cap or a yes. friendly cap deal. They yes. just got to work out the numbers. Right. So I feel if they, if they tag them, then you got that window to work out a nice long deal. I mean, He's everything. He makes the Giants offensive go, you know. And without him, like you said, they they don't have anything. You know, they're not in the point really to come up and draft maybe, or they got to give up so much to draft the quarterback. But you know, at this point, you know, I look at it. I think you know, Joe Shane. He's got he's got everything under control. I think he's going to work out a, a long term. I mean, I mean look, I, I hope so. But I, all I'm saying is that if the tag comes on him again. Saquon's going to think it's deja vu all over again. So negotiate a contract. That's the beauty of the tag. All you're doing, see, the, the great thing about the tag yeah, but, is it delays it and gives you more okay, time to so, figure something out for both sides. So here's my fear. Last year, Saquon got tagged because Daniel Jones got paid, right? Yes. They they could not do both deals. Right. I mean, they could have because it's all fungible cap stuff and et cetera. But they want it as clean as possible after two years. So after two years, their cap is clean. Right? That That's a, it's what they said they were going to do. Joe Shane said he was going to do it. He's done it. So they get Daniel Jones signed. And because Saquon and there's other business that get taken care of, Saquon just gets tagged and he's the afterthought. Right? All right, we'll deal with it if we can get it done. If not... You know what? We're, we still have you on the tag, and it's ten million dollars. Be happy, even though it's middle of the pack. Right. This year, if they tag Saquon Barkley, it's going to be the same thing. Yeah. Because there's so much other business that has to get done. Right. What are we doing with our sixth overall draft pick? Are we moving up? Are we moving back? Are we staying put? And if we do, what are we doing with it? And then free agency comes. Oh man, we need to get a tackle. We need some depth at the at the at the at the offensive line, our guard positions. We need depth at, at, in the secondary. We need linebackers. You got all of this stuff that needs to get done. Saquon becomes an afterthought, mm. and you're not worried about it because he's he's on the tag. All right, if we run out of time before May 17th, or what I think it, I think that's the exact date, May 17th, 
he'll just play on the twelve million dollar tag. Right. And then Saquon's pissed again. Yeah, but and if so, you don't tag him and allow him to go to free agency, everything you just said would still be in play. Yes. And now you're probably losing him for yes, nothing because he's negotiating actively with someone else. Right. And and I'm telling you, once you allow that to happen, you're going to lose him. Like, would you at least agree that if he gets to true free agency on uh, in the middle of March, he's gone? You agree with that? That's why he's got to be a priority. But don't, you agree he's gone. Don't tag him. Get the deal done before the tag deadline is over. Yes. Because if you allow him I'm, to get to true blue NFL free agency, he's gone. Yes. Someone's going to make a bid that's bigger than what, what you're willing to give. To your words, it's conditional. Well, <laughs> the conditions will be up and he'll be gone. And then you're only walking away with your compensatory pick that you get back. And trust me, you could have gotten more in a trade than you're going to get as a compensatory pick. Because Saquon would have netted a lot back if yeah. they decided to trade him at the deadline. You're right. Which they decided well, not only not to do, they even listen to He wasn't offers. getting Chris McCaffrey-type trade compensation. Two, three, four, five? Two, three, four, no, five. but he could but get he, you a three, four. Definitely. Without a doubt. Yeah. Definitely three or four. Kevin is three in. Three and four, I should say. Kevin is in Comac. How are you, Kevin? I'm good. Hey, um, this whole Saquon thing. Now, I kind of agree, but... Kiki, maybe you'd know best. Last year when they um, were franchise tagging him, yes. they said that if he was traded during a certain point in time, the Giants wouldn't have, would have gotten back like that team's number one for this year and the following year. No, no. Is if someone, no, 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 yeah. So that's that's if that's before the season and before the trade, the tag deadline expires. So if you tag a player and then someone else signs that player, mm-hmm. then you get compensation for losing that player. But off, you're not of the getting tag. it because no one's giving up multiple first-round picks for a running back. That's so, right. yes, in theory it could have happened. It was never even a possibility. And I would even guess that no one would even talk to Saquon Barkley. Yeah, the same thing happened with Lamar Jackson, right? And, and that's and, a quarterback that, where would be more willing to give up two number ones. And that was an MVP right. quarterback, which right. is a, shocking. Right. Right. That nobody wanted to do that, including your Jets, because they were waiting on uh, they were waiting on Aaron Rodgers. Well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> don't, don't don't rub the Jets in on this, because I think you know as well as I do that the Lamar Jackson situation featured two factors that you didn't bring up. Number one, he wanted a fully guaranteed contract. Yes. Which was, I think, the biggest hindrance to teams going after him. Right. More so than giving up the multiple picks. And the other problem but was. Didn't get a fully guaranteed contract. I understand that, but that's what he was asking for at the time. And the yes, Ravens had the ability to match any kind of offer, and I think teams thought, this is a fait accompli. The Ravens are keeping Lamar Jackson. We're not going to waste our time on this. So I don't think it I, was, I agree. we don't want Lamar Jackson. But I'm just saying it was the same situation. It was the same, yeah, in terms but of not what, the same, But not the same situation. The same, but not the same. Not the same. In terms same, of Same, but you, not the same. When you put the non-exclusive tag on a player like Saquon Barkley, nobody's given up multiple first-round picks. Right. Now, here's the option, and I thought he was going to ask this question, so I'll ask it to you. If the Giants tag him, this is another reason why you tag Saquon Barkley, and I don't know if I'm the only person saying it because it seems like everyone thinks it would be stupid to tag him. I think it makes complete sense. Tell me where I'm wrong. I tag him, and if I see the negotiations going nowhere, I could tag and trade him. I could deal him somewhere else. Yeah, and that's and now I control a where he goes and b what I get back. The that, that just rarely happens. I know it sounds really interesting because it happens in other sports, basketball in particular, but I don't, you don't really do that in the NFL. I mean, it's happened because Sam Darnold 
right? Wasn't no, nah, we didn't tag and trade. Who, who we just ta- traded his ass. Who was tagged and trade? It was a tag and trade. I can't remember who it was now, but it's happened recently. You just tra- tag him and trade him, and right. whoever traded for the who the player I'm thinking of rescinded it. Even they didn't even do it. Right. So I mean, it can happen, but it's so rare. Yeah. It's just not. It's not a football thing that happens. But it's a weapon to have, of course. If you tag him, you still have that right to do that. Mike is in Clifton Park, New York. What's going on, Mike? Hey guys. So with Barkley, I think he lost his mind, and I'll tell you why. Go ahead. If if you're Barkley, I want you to think about this. Why would you want to return to a team that loses almost every year? That's insane. I would I would be running to like please someone else sign me a winning team, a playoff team. Yeah. And by the way, Shane, if you tag me, I will throw myself down a, a flight of steps here. Okay, <laughs> I am not going back to the Giants. I'm running away. And as a Giants fan, I'm thinking, who cares if he goes? Why, why are you insulting our no, team? No, listen, Mike. Who, who, who cares? Another losing season with Saquon Barkley on the Giants. Whoop de freaking do! Look, I don't, I don't think. See, I think you're you're just too pessimistic. Wait. I think. Wow, you're very pessimistic. Look, there's work that needs to be done with the New York Giants, but I can't sit here and say they have no chance in 2024. No, they have a chance. Right. They, they have to have a damn good offseason, and, and especially because it's the NFL, yeah. and we see it every single year. A team that has no business being anywhere. The Giants, two years ago, sure, that has no business being anywhere near to near to good, can figure it out really quickly. And so I can't sit here on February twentieth and say the Giants have zero chance of being good next year. Run as far away as you as you can, Saquon. I think Saquon is this, is the kind of guy that wants to be a part of the solution. And I'm not saying he's not going to go take big money somewhere else and be happy to be a cowboy or wherever the hell else he ends up if he's not a New York Giant. But I don't think in his mind or in his heart he wants to just abandon See, the Giants and say, you know, screw them. Here's the dangers of free agency, okay? And this applies to next year with Pete Alonso as well. Mm-hmm. Right now, I genuinely believe Saquon Barkley wants to be a New York Giant. Look what he did the other day. He's sitting there at that meaningless Winter Classic. He's all pumped up. He's What's wearing this? his Giant jersey. Some some reason. He's just, For yeah, some reason. Which I know bothers you. I'm sure he was very excited that the Rangers got their two whole points with that comeback victory on the Islanders, and he was there. And I think there's no doubt that those actions tell you he wants to be here. He lives in Jersey. He might be a Devils fan, too. <laughs> I guess that's on the table. Now he gets to free agency because the Giants don't even tag him. Yeah. And they can't work out a long-term deal. And now he starts to flirt with the Baltimore Ravens. And he flirts. Which would be... I mean, if there's a team that you want to go to, I'm just saying. I'm just, that's a team. He flirts with the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. He flirts with the Dallas Cowboys. You don't think, to our last caller's point, that'll be the moment where Saquon says, What am I doing? Uh, like, why am I even considering going back? I could just be with Lamar. I could just be here with CJ Stroud. They just made the playoffs in their first well, year. I could go to sunny California yeah. and be with. Jim Harbaugh. Or that, yes. (laughs) I could go to California. So free agency is dangerous, but there's one other danger that we have not brought up. Mm -hmm. And I want to bring it up right now to you because I think it matters. And you can give us a perspective that none of us have any idea of, and that's the perspective of the locker room. Mm -hmm. Because Kayvon Thibodeau, as you may recall, joined Carmelo Anthony. Thibodeau. What I call him? Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Because I'm thinking of Tom Thibodeau. I know you are. Kayvon Thibodeau, Thibodeau joined Carmelo Anthony's podcast a few weeks ago. 
And I thought it gave us some insight on how the room feels about Saquon mm-hmm. versus how the room felt about Daniel Jones getting his contract. Now, he wasn't meaning being mean to Daniel Jones, but it was more a description of how they feel about Saquon. Here is Kayvon Thibodeau in his own words. That's always the issue. Yeah. Money. It's money, yeah. It's always the issue. You pay Daniel Jones $40 million, We not, and it, it was a great odd. I, I, me, I believe. A lot of people was mad at that. A lot okay. of people was mad at that, but I was like, let me, let me tell you what I'm mad at, and it's the only thing I'll say about that. Mad at. What I'm mad about is that Saquon, because if you look at the game, the tape, Saquon was responsible for at least 30% of our explosive plays. Oh, yeah. Not more. Talking about the year we won the playoff game. So for me and for the integrity of, you know, working together and hard work and we all believe the same things, I feel like Saquon should have got paid first. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel. And maybe, you know, who, who I don't know the back end. Maybe it's a franchise. Maybe it's an extension. Maybe it's blah, blah, blah. That's none of my business. I don't, you know, that's just I can focus on that. That's the respect we was talking about. Like, exactly. It's, it's, when it's, the team chemistry yeah, and all Because like, we see on. it. Why not? Like, yeah. when you think of Saquon, who you think of? Now, think about this. That's not a knock on Daniel Jones, and we didn't play it to be that because I think Kayvon in that clip makes a clear notice of disrespect to Daniel Jones. I believe yeah. in him. But that's a room that wants Saquon to get paid. Now, imagine they let him go as a free agent. They lose him for nothing. Yeah. No. Yeah, it'll be, it won't go over well. Right? But trust me, they'll get over it. Well, they have no choice. Exactly. Because <laughs> that's it. what happens. What are they going to do? Because <laughs> when, when 20, 2003 mm-hmm. happened, and in two thousand, and I remember the off season because I was always around, and I knew Kerry Collins really well. Mm-hmm. We were not happy when he was not there the next year. He just took us to a Super Bowl a yeah. couple years before, yeah. and then Eli came, and it was it was rough, right? But guess what? He got over it, and Eli's second year, we won ten games. Yeah, lost a horrible playoff game. I don't know where, whatever. But like, you get over it. So, yeah, they'll be mad. I'm not worried about the composition of the clubhouse if Saquon's not there. Because you know why? Saquon's not there. Right. It's just you're out of sight, out of mind. But you're hearing I, I, the respect I, that they have I for agree, him. I agree, but you, it's, it's, an easy, it's an easy, like, salvo to throw. But it, does, it carries zero weight. Trust me on this. Once you're out of the locker room, you're, no one cares. No, I get you. No one cares. Let's go to John and Maspeth. What's up, John? How's it going, guys? What's up, dude? I'm uh, listening to you guys talk about, you know, Saquon, and it's like, you know, if I'm a GM in football, I, I'm going to have two main rules that I go by. One, you use premium draft picks on premium spots. Quarterback, receiver, pass rusher, uh, cornerback. And two, you forgot tackle. never pay a running back. You forgot tackle. Never pay a running back <laughs> a second contract. Never. Never. These running backs are short. If I'm the Giants, take that $12 million, invest it in an offensive lineman, draft a running back in the third, fourth, or fifth round where there's going to be people there, someone like Yeah, but, but, but John, 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 here's my issue with the word never. All right? Mm-hmm. If you don't want to pay Saquon Barkley, fine. But never doesn't work. Did never work with Derrick Henry. Does never work with Christian McCaffrey. Right. Like, as talented as the Niners are, where were they without yeah, Christian true, McCaffrey? It, that's such a unique situation because so much of that contract – is is swallowed by the Carolina Panthers, and I know his 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 actual number, like the money that the cash that he's getting paid, is still very high. But that deal, it was a perfect trade deal. The Carolina Panthers are going nowhere. They had overpaid for him, even though it wasn't free agency. They had overpaid paid him. 
He was hurt for two straight years. That's the crazy part. He was never healthy. He was never healthy. Yeah. And they were like, dude, dude, we're not going. Our team is not ready to win. We just need to get rid of this 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 massive anchor of a contract. We love we love him, but he's not good for us because he's not healthy. And send him off to San Francisco, who's like, oh, we'll take him, right? Because he fits exactly what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. That's that's just rare. So I, like, we almost have to exclude him. Just like his contract is the outlier for mm-hmm. running backs. There's nobody that's even close. So throw his contract out. It's the Derrick Henry's contract. It's the whatever Josh Jacobs gets. It's whatever um, uh, um, Nick Jonathan Chubb Ta- got oh, no, paid. Jonathan Taylor just yep, got paid, yep. which is $14 million a year over three years. Right. Not anywhere close to 16 and accelerating like every other position. Chris McCaffrey did that contract three years ago. Right. Right? They're going down now. Yeah. The running backs aren't going to make... 18 now. Well, they're right make, now, I was, I was looking at the running back salaries in the NFL. McCaffrey makes 16 million a year. Mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara makes 15 million a year. Derrick Henry was making 12 and a and, half. And he might be a, ca- a, a casualty. Yeah. Well, he's ta- available. I'm, talk- I'm talking about, no, I'm talking about Kamara. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because his production is not matching what he's being paid. And if he gets into free agency, you already have Derrick Henry and DeAndre right. Swift and Saquon Barkley and Austin Eckler and Tony Pollard. Like, it's a loaded field of running backs. But even with that said, I think Saquon Barkley would be highly appealing to a lot of, of teams. Of course. He's just a bigger, sturdier, I don't want to say more durable, because I think Derrick Henry leads that list. But he's a big, sturdy back who yeah. can be a game changer. Let's go to Eric in Newark, New Jersey. What's going on, Eric? Hey, well, what do you guys think? How mad will Tiki be How if Saquon winds up on the Jets? Oh, he's not going to the Jets. You got Brees Hall, Look, you already just made him mad. Look, let's just say, by blinging up Jets, you let's, made him mad. Yeah. Let's, say, let's say Brees gets hurt. Yeah. Mm. Make a trade. Yeah. Why, why are you going to do that to our dude? We love Brees. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but if he did, now that would be insult to injury, man. Oh, look at that. Yeah. that, would, that Good was, job by Eric. Even that though would be terrible. we all realize there's no terrible. truth or validity to Saquon Barkley being a Jet, even though he grew up as a Jet fan, and I'm sure it would complete a lifelong dream of his to play no, for the Jets. Stop. Well, he grew up as a Jet fan. Right. I mean, his dad stole roots for the Jets. You've annoyed Tiki. I mean, that's just the reality. But obviously the Jets not going after right. Saquon. But let's just say miraculously that right. happened. You've revealed yourself. Why? You already showed how upset you'd be. No, I mean. Listen yeah, to that reaction he gave us. Here's a, here's a superficial but for real reason. Go ahead. Saquon wants to be a giant. And not a Jet? He wants to be a Jet. No, Group is a Jet wants fan, to be a giant. Man. Okay, go ahead. And I, I kind of, I mean, I know this only because when Saquon got drafted, I went to dinner with him. We went to Rayo's. Nice. And Who paid? Who paid? Big question. Very important question. Who paid? Did you make the kid pay? Or did you no, pay? No, no, no. Did like an agent pay? I think it was Berkowitz or his or his agent. So there was like some, some middleman right. who paid. Right. Huh? Burke's not a middleman, but he well, set it up. Well, it wasn't you. Put it that way. Right. You did not pay. And it wasn't Saquon. And it wasn't Saquon. It doesn't matter. We're, 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 we're hang, we're kinda, hang, it kind of matters. We're hanging out. I, I was intrigued by that. Right. I honestly don't remember who paid. You could have went Dutch where you didn't. split. Yeah. Well, you have to there. I mean, it's all cash. Right. Right. No, no, you do not go Dutch. Are you kidding <laughs> Or the me? NYS New York split. Dude, when you go out with your friends and it's like all cash, you better break out. No, here's why you're wrong. I'll tell you why you're wrong. Let's say WFAN hires a brand new yeah. full-time host. Okay. Okay? Like Boomer retires, right? Let's use something more realistic because he's getting a little older. Boomer retires and Gio's got this brand new partner. And after Giannotti takes him out for dinner, which uh-huh. I'm sure he would, I'm like, you know what? Let me meet the new guy. 
and I go out to dinner with him right. or her, I got to pay. As the old hat, I got to pay just like nope. Gio would definitely pay. I, I disagree. Yeah, and just like, because you're the old hat, you're the legendary giant running back. You take the new giant running back out to dinner. There's no Dutch. There's no splitting it. I mean, there was like 15 people at this dinner, including his brother and well, his mom. You no, played no, in the league. You're okay. Tiki, when you see the contracts, when you see the contracts current players sign, you probably get pissed off. You should have made more money. Let them pay. No, running backs still don't make yeah, money. Yeah, right, fair enough. Yeah. They're still making more, though, so yeah, let the kid I mean, pay. Let them at least get the tip. Barely. <laughs> barely. <laughs> so my point is. Yeah, what's your point? I'm sorry. So, we I, go, so I go to dinner with Saquon. He's just, we're, we're not, like, he's just, we're at dinner together. I don't know who paid, so stop asking. <laughs> it wasn't me and it wasn't him. <laughs> and one of the first things he said to me was, I want to break all your records. Oh, wow. It's kind of disrespectful. No, it wasn't. Want to break all your records? He's ambitious. I loved it. He like he was curious. He was asking me about being a New York running back, and it was awesome. Yeah, and I appreciated it. If he leaves, your records reset. Like you, you don't go someplace else and keep pushing towards being the Giants all-time. Right. Unless you're record. trying to become the all-time rushing leader, which he ain't doing. You're right. Exactly. You're right. So I know that means something to him. Yeah. Because that's the first thing he thought of. I'm sure it does mean something to him. So he wants to be here. The question, the only question is, do the Giants want him here? He's not pine. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. ...to be a Baltimore Raven mm-hmm. or pining to be a Los Angeles Charger. He wants to be a Giant. The question is, are the Giants going to respect him enough well, to give him an offer I, that makes him feel I, like he's respected? As of right now, I, the answer seems to be no. No, the answer right now is we have no earthly idea. 
Well, I'm, I'm just following kind of the tea leaves fran- over the last they, year. If they franchise him again, mm-hmm. I. By the way, I get why they franchised him last year. I'm not saying they shouldn't. Have. I'm. I. It was the right decision based on the the goal of the cap management that Joe Shane had. They could do one deal. They did Daniel Jones. They couldn't do the deal. They wanted a clean cap. That's why Leonard Williams didn't get a contract extension. That's why they didn't kick it, you know, kick it down the can and, and, and extend him and, and spread that money out. They didn't do that. They, they went bargain basement for almost everything, right? They wanted to clean the cap, so I get it why they did it last year. They're clean now. I don't, I don't get why they would do it this year unless they just don't want him. Well, that's going to be the ultimate question. Do they want him? And do you people want him as Giant fans? Because I get the sense from a lot of Giant fans that you're basically heartless bastards. <laughs> that you don't have that same connection that maybe I do with some of the players on my team. That it is just strictly business. We'll hear from you at 877-337-6666. That's the toll-free number. Plus a lot of baseball to get to as the show rolls on, including the Yankee potential pursuit of Blake Snell. All right. I don't want to have to do what I'm about to do, but I have to do what I'm about to do because I've got women in my life. My lives. I've got women in my life. Women women in my life. I've got multiple women in my life. And one thing that both my mom and my wife do not like is they do not like when I put anybody down for being fat. Kiss my fat ass! And I didn't realize I did it until I was sent articles written by the New York Post that I guess yesterday, in the heat of passion, I called Ranger fans fat. It's how I ended up being a fat piece of ass. Mm. In fact, the headline I saw that was sent to me was Evan Roberts rips fat Ranger fans after stadium series win. And that has not pleased the women in my life. Could have just said fat rager fan. No. I could have. I don't Dribble, rem- dribble, 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 fat, fat, fat. Kiss <laughs> my fat ass. I just want to say to all the Ranger fans out there, I'm sorry. I don't Bitch, think- New York Ranger fan. <laughs> I don't think you're all fat. Kiss I wasn't my fat ass. Implying that you're all fat. And I want to apologize for using the word fat. Now fat, that- fat. Now that I got that out of the way, you could have used it metaphorically. Maybe I'm a that's fat moron. Maybe right. that's what I meant. Fat with ego. <laughs> you know what? Yes. Because here's what I'm not apologizing for. I'm not apologizing for the fact that you guys celebrated a regular season win like you won the Stanley Cup. I ain't apologizing for that. I'm not apologizing to the Ranger fan who, for some reason, feels like I insulted like their family members with some of the vitriolic messages I got, whether it was on Twitter, whether it was in my email, whether it was walking down the street. Mm-hmm. I got attacked by a Ranger fan walking down the street, not physically, really? but verbally. Huh. Bitch, New York because Ranger fan. Because of yesterday. Wow. And here's the reality. I stand by every word except for fat. <laughs> In your face. Okay? You guys won a regular season hockey game. And I got a message from a Ranger fan that actually said, Evan, thank you for calling my brethren out. Mm. Hey, Evan, I'm a lifelong Ranger fan. I could not agree with you anymore. Any true Ranger fan knows this team has many flaws and we are not winning the Stanley Cup. Bad job by me. We only have won in the last 84 years for a reason. Now, I'm not going to reveal that person's name, but that's from a diehard Ranger fan. So don't give me this fake crap about, oh, we're going to win the Cup. This is on the DVD. Listen, 
You won a regular season hockey game. It was a great game. There was a wonderful atmosphere. There was a lot of people there. So I will not apologize for the sentiment, but I will apologize for using the word fat. Mm. I think you're just jealous. Oh, shut your mouth. I, I think you're just, honestly, I think you're just you're just jealous of Ranger fans. That's all. And the Ranger success. That's I all. I can't believe I said fat. Like right. while I was tirading, I don't necessarily think sometimes what right. I'm saying. But I really didn't mean to say fat. I yes. just meant fat with ego, like right. you said, TV. I, that's what that's how I took it, by the way. Because it didn't make sense. Yeah. Because you weren't talking about Sean. Even though everybody thinks you were talking about Sean. You weren't actually talking about Sean. I don't know what I was talking about. You were talking about Ranger fans. And I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. I'm coming for that (laughs) ass. I just let it go. And the truth is, I have not read this article in the New York Post. I I refuse to read it. I've seen the headline. I've heard the admonishment that I've received from the women in my life. And I will not click on the link. I will not fall for that New York Post clickbait by reading said article. There's no need to engage. It is an early clubhouse leader for headline of the year. WFAN fan host, you know, makes fun of fat people. (laughs) (laughs) Fat, fat, fat. (laughs) So I apologize for fat, but I do not apologize for the sentiment. You're a bunch of losers. Let's go to Scott in Hamilton. Hello, Scott. Hey, Evan. Scott Rangers fan here. Oh, good to see you. How you you doing? Hey, hey, Peaky. You know, it's funny. I'm I'm on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. I'm watching the replay, Evan, you know, whole thing. Oh, it's a regular season game. It doesn't matter. But, Evan, here's the whole thing. If it was the other way around, Evan would be gloating about it right. nonstop. Right. We all know it. Okay? How we took and down the, the, the Metro-leading Rangers <laughs> in the most important <laughs> game, stadium series that you've ever seen. 80,000 exactly. people. So <laughs> You're right. 80,000 people, Evan. Don't tell me it's not just a, or it's just a regular season game because it's not. It's an outdoor game. By the way, not the Winter Classic. It's the stadium series. Yeah. So? Please know this. I knew know this. I never called it the Winter Classic. Whatever. I don't think I have. But here's what matters. Here's what matters, Scott. Here's what matters, Scott. And let's just prove it. Tonight you play the Dallas Stars. Go beat them. Because tonight's game at Madison Square Garden counts the same. The Islander game in Pittsburgh against the Penguins counts the same. The Devil game tonight, I think they're playing the Capitals, Mm -hmm. counts the same. It was a big moment. We all watched it. But just because 80,000 people are there doesn't make it any more significant. And here's the problem I have with some of these Ranger fans who listened to me for a long time, and I do appreciate that. I've had this argument before about the Subway Series, where the Mets would win a game against the Yankees. And yeah, I'd be into it. Yeah, I'd be excited. Yeah, I'd be pumped up. But then the next day, I'd have that cold conversation with Mets fans where I remind them where we are in the world and where we are in the standings and how while that win may have felt good, what did it really mean? So you all could look for inconsistencies, but, but they're not there. Yeah, but can't you give Ranger fans their due for what they're excited that's about? Fact. That's, you know what? That, that's, the, that's all Sean was saying yesterday. Okay. This is, it was their seventh win in a row. It could be that inflection moment and where every team has one that wins a championship. It happened and it turned on this particular date in this game against this rival and blah, 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 blah. And we won a championship. That's all he was trying to say. Okay. Now, I, he could be wrong, nah, but let be. him live with that freezing cold take. It's not <laughs> yours, right? Just just, just let him have it. I will give just the Rangers it. a compliment. Are you ready? I'll give him a compliment. Fat, fat, fat. 
I believe the New York Rangers will go further in the playoffs than the New York Knicks. Mm. So there you go. Congratulations. No, 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 no. Just what? because your team was the only one that didn't win in the stadium series, right. not the Winter Classic that's <laughs> right. played on New Year's Eve, right. or New Year's Day, I should say. Right. Not that. You're the only one, now that I'm a Devils fan. Don't be, <laughs> don't be so upset, Evan. <laughs> no, but that was also very passive-aggressive. What? You tore down another fan base to prop up another. So now apologize to Nick fans, Dopey. I'm not apologizing yeah, to Knicks fans. you just knock Knicks fans. Oh, the Rangers will go farther than the Knicks. I'm making a prediction. I think the Rangers will go further than the Knicks. Right. By the way, let's all let's all give our opinion. Uh, uh, Rosie, big hockey fan. Yes, sir. So hopefully he'll give me the right answer. Who do you think goes further in the playoffs, the New farther. York Knicks or the New York Rangers? Farther. Rangers. I'm sorry, what was that? Rangers. Rangers, okay. Hey, Tiki, who do you think goes farther in the playoffs, the New York Rangers or the New York Knicks? Uh... I mean, I got to say the Rangers, nope. but it's going to be the Knicks. Wow. So it's like a clean sweep over here. <laughs> so there you go, Loogie. What, what is Why so can't you offensive? just say the Rangers are going to go far in the playoffs? Why do you have to tear down the Knicks? You're going to get yourself into another situation. Because he hates MSG. No, he hates the he winners. He hates him. He hates the big bros, and Rosie's right. He's bitter and whiny right excuse now. Excuse me. First of all, you made a mistake, and I appreciate that you tried to quickly fix it. He pivoted to Big Brother, but before he said Big Brother, he said the winners in this city. So let me just remind you that those two franchises in the last 100 years combined have won one championship. And yet they still have the most fans, so they're winning at something. So you want a popularity contest. Yeah, we want a po- And you know what? We live on a popularity contest. Yes. You didn't go to high school? It's social media. Exactly. Did you know that now? Aren't you a Met fan, though? Well, yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're not think about them right now. We're not talking about them. <laughs> Let's go to Jay in Wontaw. How are you, Jay? Evan, I'm good, buddy. How are you, sir? I'm What's doing up? all right. Thanks for asking. What's on your mind? So they call me Fat Jay. I'm actually fat, a fat, fat. <laughs> Yeah? Oh, look at that. And you did not do a disservice to the fat people. I'm not mad at you. Oh. You should come and watch me and see what the life of a fat guy really is. Nice. <laughs> when are you performing, Jay? I perform at Governor's Comedy Clubs. Nice. I'm going to be there tonight. Um, obviously, you probably can't get out there tonight, but if you follow me on Instagram, I work at all the Governor's Clubs on Long nice. Island. May I ask you a few questions? So when what, you say What that- is your Instagram handle, first of all? Fat Jay's World. Oh, I actually just put up a video today of a fat guy on a plane. Fat, fat. How would you define fat? Like, how many pounds do you weigh? Uh, I'm a donut away from 400. Whoa! My girlfriend's a smoke show. Ah, good for I'm you. And I'm living a good life. Good for you, Jay. There you right, go. Well, I'm glad. There you go. Oh, I'm looking That's at him now. I tried to call a million times when you and Craigie were doing the comedy shows so I could get playing at the Paramount. But you guys never got through. I apologize. I blame right. Craig. It's not, not my mad. fault. I'm looking at a picture of you. He is kind of large. Wow. I got you, it's Jay. my fat ass! What's his Instagram so anyone can follow? We'll give him a little free he plug. He is Jay, or no, Fat. Fat. I was Jay Christopher, his name. Fat Jay's World. Fat, J- fat, fat, fat. J-A-Y-S World. Well, I appreciate Jay saying that it's okay that I call Ranger fans fat, and I'm glad, but that still doesn't take away the fact that my wife and mom were mad, so <laughs> I still apologize to large Ranger fans, I was insulting your egos and not your girth. Plus, and I've heard this comment a lot recently, who am I to call anybody fat? Because apparently my LBs have been going up recently, which I can't deny. You got a dad bod going on? But I'm not at two bills yet. And I think if I remain under two bills, I'm not technically fat. Is that fair? I'm going to have to get Lugie to do some research. How tall are you? On Fat Jay. Oh, I'm going to do some research on his girlfriend. What's her Instagram handle? She was the smoke show. I don't care about his fat ass. Right. But there's a picture of of a wrestler. 
Oh, really? Yeah. And he's like, that's my that's dad. That's King Kong Bundy. That's <laughs> King Kong Bundy. Uh, is that his real dad? No, it's no way. That's why I said I need you to go do uh, research. I got you. I think he's making a joke. Yes. I don't think Ah, uh, yes, he is a comedian. But it looks uh, like a... <laughs> he's got it say. Well, that's why the joke is funny. And I'm assuming his handle is F-A-T, not P-H-A-T. No. Fat. Fat. Yes. Fat. Hey, uh, Lugie, can you do me a favor? Yeah, sure. Can you tell him to stop talking? <laughs> uh, Rosie, shut up, please. It's a power play goal! What the hell was that? Let's go to uh, let's go to John in Danbury, Connecticut. What's going on, John? What's up, guys? Not to get off topic here, but to bring it back to Saquon. Yeah. You know, I'm just curious. How much do you think Saquon is actually worth in free agency? I don't think anyone's going to overpay for him. If you're kind of looking at some of these track records, like, you know, Camara, as you just said, he's not living up to his contract. Right. And I don't think Saquon's worth $18, $19 million. I, Realistically, no. I think if he gets out there, he runs a very high chance of getting paid less than that guaranteed $12 million. Well, no, it won't, I don't think it'll be less than that, John. I think it'll be around what Jonathan Taylor made. So Jonathan Taylor's going into his fourth year. So they they, they paid him before... They had to before his fifth year option, before his contract ran out, and he got a forty-two million dollar extension over three years. So it's average; it's like fourteen million a year. That's the going rate for the top end. That that's what it's going to be. Something like that. Mm. So it won't be much more than the franchise tag, but it'll be a little bit more than the franchise tag. Let's also not forget that early reports are that the the salary cap is going to go up about twelve percent. Yeah. Up to $250 million, and as a result, everybody's piece is going to elevate a little bit. Now, they're probably going to overpopulate that number, that 12% to quarterbacks, because that's what they always do. It's the most valuable position, but you got to believe that it's going to increase a little bit. I mean, it's a big, that's a big jump. Yeah, no doubt. Let's go to Dan in Livingston. How you doing, Dan? Good. Evan and Tiki, how you guys doing? We're good, dude. Good. Tiki, you're the best? Thank you, man. Evan, you're a hypocrite. <laughs> what I do? <laughs> What and I'll got? tell you why. Because I'm fat. I'll tell you why. What? No, be, no, because you're, uh, you know, you're coming down to Ranger fans, just a regular season game, yada yada yada. Yep. Well, what about during the football season when the Jets beat the Giants? Yes. Mm. Uh, you guys, the Jet fans, were celebrating. Facts. Yes. Your Facts. boy, your boy Joe Bignigno, yes, left the game early. Yes. And then was dancing in the parking lot. Oh, the Cruise Yes. It was it was just a regular season game. Yes. You guys acted like you won the Super Bowl. I'm so. glad you brought that up, and you know that it's completely different, right? You know that no, it is it? apples no, and no. oranges. Right, let's do some math here. How many regular right. season games do the New York Rangers play? I'll okay, help 82. you out. 82. 82. Okay. The New York Jets play 17 regular season games, which means that every game they play is worth, let's say, five NHL games. Oh, I haven't heard this before. No, okay. no, 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 no. Five. <laughs> what? What's the problem? Craig disproved that theory no, a long Craig time ago when you guys wrong. were trying to do it with baseball. Hold on. Hold on. I love Craig. He ain't here right now, and he's wrong. Okay? I love him, but he was wrong about that. Why is he wrong? Because he would say that's not the case when it is the case. Every baseball game is worth like 10 football games. It's math. Okay, but that's that's comparing different sports. It doesn't make any sense. No, it does make... Oh, I got two co-hosts who don't get math. All right, here it is. I, I understand math Every, better than most. Do you, do you, though? Yes. You wouldn't understand that a football game counts as more than just a regular season hockey well, game? Why don't you just say, like, 
a third of a period is basically a football game. Well, because or, that confuses right? <laughs> what that means. Right? The New York Jets were 3-3. Three and three. They were playing a game against the New York Giants coming out of their bye week that, and I understand things went sour because they ended up losing the next five in a row mm-hmm. and they collapsed, but in that moment, we don't know that. On October 29th, what we know is that they are 3-3 three and three and they need to beat the New York Giants. They come back miraculously, and they win that game. That is far different than a team that's been in first place the entire season. They're in the playoffs every year. They flamed out last year against the Devils. They lost in the conference finals the year before that. They've already won six in a row. Them winning that regular season game in no way is the same as the Jets pulling one out of their ass against the Giants. I think it's the way that they won. They won a losing position. In, in the in the third period, I get it. They're in a losing position. Okay. The points were already calculated to the Islanders. Yeah, and they came back and won in overtime. Okay, which was your fourteenth overtime loss. I'm aware, which is a lot. Yeah, no the kidding. Most by a lot in the, in the NHL. So, I mean, the fact that they were able to do it in front of eighty thousand people but at the stadium series, people have to do because with because everybody saw it. And if you didn't see it, you heard about it. So if the so, Mets play a game in front of 40,000 people versus it's a rainy night and there's 12,000 people there, that's different in terms of importance? If a tree falls in the woods, does it make a noise? Oh, come Nobody on. around? No, come on. <laughs> I, I just, I don't buy any of that. <laughs> right. The answer is yes, it does make a noise. No, Therefore, we care. We heard it. I think it making a noise proves I'm right, actually. I think I that know. just proves I'm correct about that. Let's go to uh, Jack in Newark. What's up, Jack? Hey, I just want to uh, talk about this uh, this kind of sports math that we're going on here. I know there's a big thing on, like, TikTok, Twitter. It's like girl math, boy math. Kind of a- <laughs> okay. We're talking about how, like, you know, and Tiki's right. We're really, compar- like, saying how... You know, even though that, you know, certain games mean certain things, like I'm a Devils fan and I'm going to side on the Rangers here. Like, even though, you know, hey, it was a big game, you can't say that, oh, that was, it meant nothing to them. That's a big push. Seven games in a row is like, you know, when you feel that coming out of like a big game, like the Winter Classic game, I played hockey as a kid. Playing outside in a stadium different service. environment, yeah. a different area. Exactly. Sorry, excuse me. It's, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. You, you know, it's a different feeling when you come out of it and you win a big game that's motivating you for the rest of the season. Jack, right? Jack, Jack, season. Jack. You're you right, should, Jack. No, no, hold on. No, Jack, you should be ashamed of yourself. You're a New Jersey Devil fan, and you're calling up Sports Talk Radio to defend those bastard Rangers. Like, what are we doing, Jack? Mm-hmm. How would but your you know, parents feel about this? The same thing. They came out of that game, and they're going to have a phenomenal season for the rest of the year, climb up in the rankings, and they're going to whoop the Rangers behind. Hey, there you go. Now we're on the same about. side. There you go. Look. See you at the Pro, Jack. Not the Pro. Now you're calling it the Pro? We, we call it the Rock. Stop. <laughs> every football game counts as uh, – I'm sorry. Every hockey game counts as uh, – no, no, hold on. Let me get this right. Every football game like, well, yeah, counts as 4.82 hockey games. Okay? That's why if the Rangers had won five in a row in one singular game, that would be the equivalent of what the Jets did to the Giants oh, on the 29th of October. So the fact that the Giants won the first quarter means that they won, a, uh, I don't know, a, a, a five games for the hockey. No, that's I didn't say that. That about. doesn't make any that's, sense. That's the inverse of that. <laughs> Right? So it doesn't make any sense. Your apples to oranges here. No, your apples to walnuts. It's completely different. Look, all I'm saying is 
Not I, even fruit. I apologize for, for calling Ranger fans fat. I stand by that. I am so sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Fat, fat, okay? fat. Why did you even have to bring it back? Because you needed to apologize. <laughs> because that's all I was apologizing for. I'm not exposed for being a crybaby. No, I'm not apologizing Again. for the fact that you won a game in February and you think you won the Stanley Cup. We I'm bitch, sorry. New York we did Ranger it all fan. yesterday. Four hours of hockey. I understand, but they keep attacking me. <laughs> well, just maybe they're attacking you for a reason. What? No, no. Because they you're wrong. I'm not wrong. They just can't get over it. They got to move on. No, we don't. They don't need to get over it. Go beat the stars tonight. You have another game tonight. Okay, when they beat the stars, then you then will you apologize no, for I'll being g- like sour? No, I'll give them credit. But what if they lose to Dallas tonight? Can I come on the air and gloat and say, yes. oh, "Well, you yes. beat the Islanders, yippity doo dah"? Yes. Yes. Oh, good. I will give you license. At six oh four, you can do it. Yes. You know what that means. <laughs> and you know, there's no NBA right now. I'm going to be glued to some hockey tonight. Hell, I think the, when the hell is NBA coming? Thursday. Thursday. I think the stadium series got me fully invested. Like, I think I'm so locked in. In and fact, yet, and yet you were sitting here saying it meant nothing. Well, no, it reinvent. It made me a Devils fan. No, but Tiki, Tiki, Tiki. <laughs> I watch. Every Brooklyn Nets game. I watch every Knicks game. I can walk away from each game knowing yes. what does this really mean. Like, just because I watch it doesn't mean I think it's Game 7 of the World Series or Game 7 of the NBA Finals. But it is a game that you watched. Yes. Oh, just like sure. when the Jets played on Monday Night Football. You watched it. Well, I wasn't telling anybody it wasn't worth watching. I watched every second but of the game. But you put it was elevated a... meaning to it. No, I don't, they though. Won. No, yes, I... you did. They won without Brett or Aaron Rodgers. And he was like, oh, we, we have a chance now. Because it's a football game, and as we went over, each football game is worth five hockey games. <laughs> so they all of a sudden on a five-game winning streak? So the Jets came out of week one on a five-game winning streak, yes. Jeez. Edwin is down in Atlanta, Georgia. What's going on, Edwin? Hey, so I wanted Tiki to please re-say what he said about uh, uh, Christian one. McCaffrey. Oh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yeah, Pretty much having the injuries early, then got paid. Pretty much, like, if Saquon goes to another team, I could see that rehappening again. Just like how we lost Odell. Going to another team and then they come becoming successful, and then we as the fans being... Bitter and being mad and being mad. Oh yeah, so you're saying you're saying you don't want him to go? No, not at all. Right, and he doesn't. He doesn't at all. Right, Not I agree with all. you. I agree with you. Because that's, look, Carolina Panther fans, they're in such dire straits with everything going on down there with yeah. the, the team. They drafted the wrong quarterback, even though they had the number one pick. You, your owner is kind of, I don't know, he's out of sorts a little bit, spitting on fans and stuff like that, making rash decisions. Christian McCaffrey being an elite player, again, with across the country, is one of their concerns. But it's so far, it's so muddled and everything. It's like they can't worry about it. They can't be upset about it. Saquon was in a very similar spot, right? Great rookie season, injuries for a couple of years. Say uh, Chris McCaffrey got shuttled away. Saquon Barkley actually had a great season two years ago, right? And then he had a really good one this year, especially at the back end of it. So he got through his injury issue. Chris McCaffrey never got the chance to, but. If Saquon were to go someplace else, what what he was just talking about is is absolutely right. You'd rue it. You'd be like, that that could have been our guy. Well, yeah, I know it's probably only for a couple of years, but those couple of years are something that this young quarterback or this new offensive line or this coaching staff and or this is what they needed. Well, and, and also so to let it let it go, especially for nothing. 
at this point. That's the key, though, right there, Tiggy. That's the defensive key. Defensive or not offensive, Tiggy. Yeah. Nothing so versus I've already, something. Uh, apologize for calling Ranger fans fat yesterday. I shouldn't have done that. Tommy Lugauer is going up to people around the radio station and saying to them, Evan needs to apologize to you. Why? Because they're fat? Yeah, so he's implying that they're (laughs) fat. And he just did it to Dove Kramer. Well, I'm not implying I'm letting him know he's fat, but I'm saying I have to make amends for your mistake. I'm cleaning up your mess, so I'm going around to the fat people. Worse. Thank you. You're making it worse. No, not Evan is the one that brought this to light about the fat people, so I'm going around to the fat Ranger fans. Specifically about the like. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Eagles. He was talking about the Eagles. But it got misinterpreted. But, okay, but the, the Post misinterpreted it. So let the Post misinterpret And also, it. you can't go up to somebody like Dove Kramer, hello, S&Y. No, 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 no. And don't say do to Dove, hey, Dove, Evan needs to apologize to you. And, and then Dove Dove's says, like, why? Why? And Lugie's like, because you're fat and Evan insulted fat people. I didn't call Dove fat. You did. I, it wasn't just Dove. It was Anthony Gallo. What are you calling Gallo ju- fat, too? I'm just simply cleaning up the Gallo's mistake. Gallo's not that- fat. He's just big boned. Sure. I'm just cleaning up the mistake that you made, my friend. As usual, by the way, I've been doing that for the last five yeah, years. But you're not week. cleaning up a mistake. You're calling people fat, which is mean. No, no, no. I'm just pointing out to the uh, larger people here that, oh hey, my Evan God. is on this basically crusade of calling people fat. Has he apologized to you? And by the way, Dove said, no, he hasn't. I go, well, I'll make sure he does it. And you know what so Dove welcome, said to Dove. me? What? Dove called me over and said, I'm so deeply offended by Tommy Lugauer. Right. I said, why? And he said, because he called me fat. <laughs> so you're now calling people 
mean names. No, I didn't call anybody. No, now you're like the New York Post. You're misinterpreting my mission here. Are you believing and reading everything in the New York Post? Yeah, why? Do you believe everything you read? You don't think Travis Kelty dropped fifteen k on a Valentine's Day gift? <laughs> Are you telling me it's uh, hyperbole in the post? A, that's a cheap ring. For that's, him. A that's a cheap ring. I was going to say he got away scot free yeah, on that did. one. Holy crap! That's what it said. That was the article. Fifteen k, thirteen k. In fairness, fifteen k on a Valentine's Day gift, yes. not a, an engagement gift. I mean, but aren't they getting married? Well, that's the rumor from I mean, some should other. Should there publication. be another zero there? So he's got to go a buck fifty. I mean. Does he not? I think the rule of an engagement ring, I remember reading this when I was proposing, yeah, like is that some it's, of your salary. Yeah, it's some portion of your salary. Now, I forget. No. Our salaries aren't public, luckily, but Travis Kelsey, like, we know what he makes. All you got to do is Google it. Right. What's Travis Kelsey making? $10 million a year? Is that a fair estimate? Uh, well, they are the two highest paid. They are the highest paid quarterback and and tight end. Yeah, but I'm taking Pat out of this. Pat's not <laughs> you know, buying. You know, I'm just saying, need to do this. Just, they're the highest paid quarterback and tight end in NFL history. That's fine, but what does Travis Kelsey Travis mean? Kelsey signed a four-year, 57 and a, and a quarter million dollar deal. So in 2023, he was paid $10 million. So I was cash. right about the $10 million. million dollars in cash. All right, $11 million. Now, if Over you the course Google of his career, what should you spend on an engagement ring, isn't it like three paychecks or something like that. Yeah. So how many paychecks do you get as an NFL player, former NFL player? Uh, well, now you get 18. You get 18. So let's do 11 million. <laughs> one, two, three, one, two, three, 11 million divided by 18. By the way, this is disrespectful. That's now we're going through what Travis Kelsey needs to pay. And $11,000 right. times three. So it's like 1.2 million. He needs to spend one point eight. Million dollars. Damn, one point eight million for a ring. I missed a zero. I put one zero on. It needs to be another one. Damn. <laughs> Anyhow, let me get to some baseball stuff because it is fascinating that it is February twentieth, and we still remain with the Boris Five being free agents. And the Boris Five I'm referring to are Jordan Montgomery, Matt Chapman. J.D. Martinez and Blake Snell. Most people leave out J.D. Martinez, and it's just the four. I include him only because I want him as a <laughs> Met fan, so I include him on the list. But Blake Snell, obviously coming off a Cy Young year, has created kind of this interest amongst Yankee fans over the last week or so that, hey, maybe his price will fall enough for him to be a New York Yankee. But it's not going to fall. Well, there's two things here. I don't think it will fall, but also even if it does fall, he will not be a New York Yankee, and I will tell you why. Okay? It is very simple math. The New York Yankees right now, are at the Steve Cohen tax. Mm. That's where their payroll resides. So what does that mean for anybody listening at home? What that means is anybody they sign, they not only have to pay, but then they have to pay 110% in tax. So let me put this in perspective because one of the thoughts that some Yankee fans has had is, well, maybe Blake Snell's price comes down and you can get him on a short-term deal that pays him a lot of money. That's not exactly what Hal wants to do. That actually makes it worse. It makes it worse. Because if you sign Blake Snell, let's just say to a one-year deal. And I agree. I don't think that'll happen, which I'll explain in a few minutes. One year, $40 million. That means you have to pay Blake Snell $80 million. Mm-hmm. Or I should say, eighty-four. the cost of Blake Snell would be $84 million. 40 to Blake, and then 44 in tax. Now, I get it. If you're a Yankee fan out there right now, and God bless you, because I would think the same thing. Who cares what Hal Steinbrenner has to pay in tax? Amen. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. 
I felt that way about Joe Sy. I feel that way about Steve Cohen. Hey, we're the customers. We want to win. Who gives a damn about his tax and bill? And you're making a lot of money. We just don't know how much, but we know it's a lot of money. 100%. And I think we'd all agree that while the New York Yankees should be a playoff team and the Yankees are a World Series contender, the Yankees have questions. Of course. Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery or any starting pitcher you add would lessen the amount of questions you have. Doesn't mean you're a lock to win the World Series. Doesn't even necessarily mean you're the favorites. But what it does do is it makes you better. So I get, I'm not arguing with the Yankee fan who says, go get me Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery. I totally get why you want them. It makes you better. But let's have an intellectual conversation. Is Hal Steinbrenner paying $84 million a year for Blake Snell? No, he is not. Bingo. No, not Then you're not signing him. No, you're not signing him, and you're not probably not signing any of these other guys because of what you're talking about. Yes, Scott Boris might be willing to accept a shorter-term deal, but he's not signing any of these guys, four or five of them, whatever you want to consider, for less than what their value is. That's just what he does. Right. Like, we're into March now. Some general managers, like, you can't talk about these guys openly because you're not allowed to. So you can only allude to what you would do. A lot of people are saying, this is disruptive. Like, this doesn't make sense to bring that guy in now into camp. If we would have had uh, interest in that player, whichever one of these five you're talking about, We've had three months to have conversations with them. Yeah, but Sahidi said so, that the other day, and I don't right. buy that. I think that's well, just his way of trying to true, diminish. Though. But and think about think about it's really more about the players. Like who's willing to spend all that money? There's a couple of players. The Giants, mm-hmm. right? Maybe. The Dodgers, but they've they've been exorbitant. I can't yeah. imagine that they're gonna do anything else. I think they're out. I think it's the Blue Jays, the Cubs, the Angels, teams like that. Yeah. But I don't think it's the, the Rangers Yankees. aren't. The Padres aren't. Right. These are the teams that did it in the last couple of years. So there's just not a lot of teams. Well, and I don't and I don't think it's the Yankees because and trust me, I say this with respect. I hope for Yankee fans' sake I'm wrong. Because I think it's awesome. And it doesn't matter the team I root for. I mm-hmm. take my fandom aside here. I think it's awesome when an owner says Tax be damned. Yeah. I want to win. So if it came out tomorrow that I am wrong with what I'm saying, and trust me, I'm not going to be wrong, but let's just say I am, (laughs) and the Yankees signed Blake Snell to some kind of mega contract, whether it's long-term or short-term, either way, they got to pay that tax. I would commend Hal Steinbrenner. I'd come out here and say, wow, Yankee fans, boy, there's been a lot of harsh things said about Hal, but boy, he came to the table here. He really is going all in. But I have a tough time believing that he's going to spend on one player – Double the amount of money because that's the cost. Yeah, like it, even it doesn't if they, make sense. Even if they let's say hypothetically said, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna simultaneously trade Glaber Torres. Right? Hear me out on this. Mm. Glaber makes twelve million dollars. Let's save the money. We're not gonna re-sign him anyway. We believe in Peraza. We're gonna right. trade him. We're gonna save the twelve million dollars, and now we're gonna go out and sign Blake Snell. He's still giving Blake Snell $35 million a year, <laughs> which know. means it's $23 million, which means it's really $48 million. So follow logic here. That's what I would tell Yankee fans, and that's what I'm trying to do as a baseball fan. Follow the logic. Are they really in on any of these guys? Is Hal Steinbrenner really going to spend double the amount of money? Yeah, but I think at this point it's just it's wishful thinking because they're still available. It's, it's not because you're right. Like your analysis of this is correct. It just doesn't financially make sense. Tax-wise, CBT, it doesn't make sense, but they're available. Like, they have to go somewhere. Right. And there's only three or four options of teams that even 
have a close to the willingness to spend that kind of money. Yes. And so it's it's wishful thinking because it now changes your mindset about we have we haven't done enough. Right? We haven't done enough Mets or Yankees or whatever fan fan base you're talking about, but specifically here in New York. We haven't done enough. But if we get one of these guys, we'll have done a little bit more yes. and that gives us a chance to win. Now, even if it doesn't make much sense. N- n- well, here's where I agree and differ on this. So I gave you the common sense reason why there's no chance he's going to be a Yankee. But now as a baseball fan, Mm -hmm. analyzing where the Yankees are at and understanding the New York Yankees make a crap ton of money, and they're very, very close. The Yankees are close. Right now on February 20th, would I pick the Yankees to win the division? I'd pick them to win 95 games. Mm -hmm. I'd put them right there with Baltimore, who's already got an injury issue in their rotation. I would pick them to be a really good team. Which means if I'm a really good team and I got Aaron Judge in his prime and I got Garrett Cole in his prime and I got Juan Soto for one year, maybe more, but possibly only one year. More on that later as we're going to analyze what Juan Soto said yesterday. And Tiki will tell us if he has any interest in staying long term. Mm -hmm. Then I go all in. And by going all in, that's a financial commitment. Yeah. And what I would say to Hal if he's listening, I know this might not be the right messenger, (laughs) go all in. If you could get Blake Snell on a short-term big-money deal, and yes, it's an exorbitant tax bill. I completely agree. But you know what? These opportunities don't always come around. Right, we're in it to win it. Right. So if you're in it to win it. It's kind of your philosophy with the Mets. It's just one-year deals. Get one-year deals. This has to be the same thing for the Yankees at this point. If you can do it on a one-year deal. The question is, is Blake Snell and or Scott Boris willing to accept that? No. It kicks the can down no. the road. It makes no sense for him to take a one-year deal because he's coming off the freaking Cy Young. Right. Like, what is he going to do this year to enhance his value? And by the way, here's the, the, the fight between long-term deal and short-term deal. And I'm talking strictly from a Yankee but by perspective. Way, this could work for Montgomery. Yeah. But not for Snell. Jordan Montgomery on a short-term deal? Yes. It could. I think there's more of a possibility that Montgomery has another big year and then cashes out next year, even though he's getting a little bit older. I think with Blake Snell, look at his track record. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's a risk attached to him, which is why I've never been interested in giving him a long-term deal. Now, if the Yankees got him on a long-term deal, here's the positive and negative. The positive is the tax bill this year is a little bit lower because what he's making per year is less. The negative is you're making kind of a risk with Blake Snell for the next five, six years where you don't know what you're getting. But I look at this as this year. How can the Yankees get from where I think they are, which is a really good team that's in the mix, to being a championship-caliber team? Now, here's what Scott Boris is doing real quick, and I think it's actually smart. I'll defend this guy. And by the way, Scott Boris has all of us by the you-know-whats, all of us. Mm-hmm. Because not only does he control the remaining five free agents that Yankee fans are interested in, he also controls Juan Soto and Pete Alonso. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about a guy that's got us by the you-know-whats? Scott Boris is our king. Right. We should all bow down to Scott Boris. He's the real king right now because he runs everything. You want Juan Soto back, Yankee fans? Scott Boris controls it. Hey, Met fans, hi, me included. We want Pete Alonso back? Scott Boris controls him. Can you get Scott Boris on the show, Luke, by the way? Right. Uh, Would we just beg him? No, no pressure. No pressure. Yeah, no, no problem. No 1-800-SCOTT-BORIS. Can, right. can you get him on the air, Tiki, since you get every guest we know, ever get? I don't know if I know him. You got to track him down. I'll try to track him Why don't you flirt with him? Like, I know you have an agent right now, but just flirt with Scott. <laughs> just flirt with him. <laughs> he doesn't do media. Oh, really? I don't he know. just does, does high-priced yeah, baseball plays? He's working on his dopey puns that he does. <laughs> <laughs> but here's why Scott, I think, is smart. Hear me out on this. Guys are about to get hurt, and I hate saying that. 
I really, really hate saying that, but guys are about to get hurt. We've already seen in Baltimore. Yeah. Guys get hurt. And when guys get hurt, and I don't want to use specific names of hypothetical injuries because that makes me feel bad, but let's say a hypothetical starting pitcher on the San Francisco Giants gets hurt. You don't think that changes that phone call you make to Scott Boris? Of course. And that's why Scott with the pitching can wait because he's got that little smirk on his face Mm -hmm. knowing I may get a team desperate. Yeah. All I need is my normal spring training injuries to crop up. Like, right. And Ace has a UCL every yeah. year. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. You don't think that causes teams to say, oh, crap, let's get Scott on the line. He's got Blake Snell and Jordan <laughs> Montgomery. Well, it, those teams that are going for it, yes. Not that everyone's not at this point thinking they can go for it, but there are certain teams that are they're geared. They're going for it whatever playoff extensions and runs that they're looking at. And if they lose their ace or someone close to it, they'll make a deal. Yes. They have to. I would so guarantee something else uh, on my face if Blake Snell signs with the Yankees because I'm confident he won't because of everything I laid out. But I've already grown a beard, and I'm already growing hair. So I got nothing left. Right. Unless if Blake Snell signs with the Yankees, I shave my beard. Does that work? (laughs) No. Why? No. Oh, because it's the opposite. I got it backwards. Exactly. Because right. I'm saying there's no chance he signs right. with the Yankees. Exactly. Crap. You should have that... taken a different stand. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Rob in Greenlawn. What's up, Rob? Hey, guys. Great job. Um, all this Snell money is it's just making me want to throw up. Mm. Um, just, I just wanted to ask you, Evan. I've always wanted to ask you this question. Um, with the way that starting pitching is going, with you know even the top guys only throwing 180 to 200 innings, do you ever see a day – where things flip flop and we make the these starting pitchers come in and like the I'd rather if a guy's only going to throw five or six innings, right. I'd rather him throw three to nine or four to nine than one to six. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Um, no, yes. You know, yes. But, so like the long, like the they're closers get, basically. Yeah. So it's like they're right. The closer, exactly. the closer changes. If your best pitcher is your ace starting pitcher, why wouldn't you want them pitching in the eighth or ninth inning? I get your point. Here's the counter to that, Rob. Huh. The counter is, what if you use an opener, which is essentially what you're saying. Yeah, you and flip that, the closer, make him the opener. Right, and he gives up five runs in the first inning. <laughs> like, you've just, you've just screwed yourself. And then you put your best pitcher on the mound. Like, imagine it with the Yankees, since the Yankees have a true closer. Yeah. You start a game with Clay Holmes and Jonathan Loisega, and you're down 6 nothing before you hand the baseball to Garrett Cole. And then there's no point to hand the baseball to Garrett Cole. <laughs> yeah. It is a thought, by the way, that he laid out that I have had through my mind many times now with starting pitchers not going deeper in the games. Like, why not use them innings three through nine instead of one through three? The other thing is, is the starting pitcher going to start to become devalued like the running back? We've talked about running backs yep. today and their value. And I think what we're seeing right now is that because there are so few good starting pitchers, they get paid more. Mm-hmm. So it goes the other way. Yeah, it's like, it's like quarterbacks, right? If you have a quarterback that's a top-end quarterback – He's going to make $55 million a year, mm. period. And next year it's going to be $60 million a year because the cap went up. So there are not a ton of them. There aren't 32 elite starting quarterbacks in the NFL. It's not even close. Maybe there's 15. But that's a lot more than elite starting pitchers because how many True. legitimate elite aces are there in Major League Baseball right now? I'd say it's five or less. Yeah. It's a very small yeah. number. Yeah. And what right. happens sometimes is a guy becomes one, like Walker Bueller or Sandy Alcantara, and then they get hurt and they're not one. Where they're Jacob DeGrom. Right. And they get, like, injuries just continue to make the turnover. That's why, imagine this world, Yankee fans. Luckily, you don't have to imagine this. Garrett Cole is a free agent right now. Right now. He would get, like, $60 million a year. 
I mean, think about that. Yeah. Jeez. I'm trying to think about it in the NFL now. There might not be 15. There might be like seven or eight. You're talking about quarterbacks? Yeah. Yeah, but you know what the difference is? There's only 32 starting spots yeah, right, available. Right. It's not 60-something. Right. There's 150 in right, baseball. Right. But, let's, I mean, there's two. Let's say you take the top two. There's at least 60. Yeah. So it's different. Let's go to Mike in New Jersey. You're on the fan, Mike. Yeah. <clears throat> um, about the Blake Snell, why don't they defer the money? Well, they'd have to like give him they a, did with Otani. Yeah, they'd have to give him a long-term deal. But even in the case of Otani. No, no, no. no but, the, but, but then you don't have to pay the, uh, the, the luxury tax thing, no? You do because, like, in Otani's case. But you do at the end. It, it makes it so much worse. No, no, but his CBT this year is like $45 million. Like, people forget that about Shohei Otani. Not to get in the weeds on this, but even though he's only making $2 million this year, his competitive balance tax, which is used, is what we're talking about. Yeah. Is $45 million. So even if you deferred it, you can bring the number down. Don't get me wrong. Like, right. you can make that number we just described for Snell lower. It's still not going to be like a million dollars. So the Yankees are in this weird spot. And this is where I understand the Yankee fan who says, come on, Hal, just pay the stupid tax. Yeah. I just think, and you're more of a businessman than I am, would any businessman pay $80 million for Blake Snell? No. No. Because you you're not going to get the return that you're – expecting like it's diminishing at this point like you could get a Cy Young year but you also could get I don't know five missed starts because of injury or or what or what or just bad performance right or big stage instead of walking 99 batters he walks 130 yeah and all of a sudden this Cy Young winner becomes a liability and you can't get rid of him you're stuck so it's just it's a it's risky. He's a risky signing, even on a one year deal. But you're paying that premium on a one year deal, which again doesn't bother me or any Yankee fan you know, as a fan. But no owner is going to spend eighty right. million dollars. Rather sign him to a longer term deal than a one year deal. Yes and no. The yes is that tax in the short term isn't that high. Yeah. But the negative is, I don't think it's worthy of worrying about now because you have a full year of Juan Soto. Yeah. But a year from now, he becomes a free agent, and Juan Soto is going to get a mega contract, a mega, mega, mega contract. He's going to make $45, 50000000 million a year. Yeah. And so now, if you sign Blake Snell to a long-term deal and you're paying him $35 million a year. That's the other side of it. You have, to, you have to prepare for costs of goods sold, the COGS. you got to prepare for that a year before you have to spend them. Yeah. And next year... You have to assume that you're going to compete for Juan Soto. Here's the the issue. I think the Yankees overall, if you ask me as a baseball fan, had a pretty good offseason. They went out and added the best offensive player in baseball. Okay? That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. When you start right there, it's tough to say it was a bad offseason no. when you added Juan Soto. Right. You got some other pieces. It's, it's, you're, you're, you feel fine. But I think there are many Yankee fans that feel while it was very good, it wasn't enough. Yeah. And what adds to that is some of the it wasn't enough pieces are sitting right there. And it makes it difficult. Because Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell would take the Yankees from a really good team to an even better team. Mm-hmm. The problem is... And this should not be ignored. The cost of either guy is insane. What's the number? Because gonna, of the tax. What's the yeah, true. What, but what's what's Montgomery going to be? I think he's going to make thirty million dollars a year. Yeah, so it's it's not that far different. It's not. And, and, and here's the other thing. I stand by the fact that Scott Boris always wins. You know, Scott Boris always wins. We like to rip him. Mm. We like to complain about him. And today we like to mock him and say, oh, look at the Boris Five. They're still out there. Yeah, but J.D. might not might not get a deal so easily. 
He's going to get Matt Chapman might not get a deal so easy. You don't think so? Well, he's thirty nine years old. Who J D Martinez? He no, was only no, no, getting no, a no. one year deal. No, 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 Chapman. Well, Matt Chapman ain't thirty nine. He's younger. He's thirty. He's a younger guy, and he's probably going to get what he was asking for. Like that's the thing. At the end of the day, I still believe all of these guys. Will oh, I'm end thinking up, of. I'm thinking. Of, uh, never mind. Go ahead. I think all these guys end up getting close to what they were asking for. Right. Because that's what Scott Boris does. Look at his history. Look at the other guys who haven't signed to the middle of March or early March or late February. He usually but gets it right. Why have they not signed? Because they're waiting for the deal that they want. But they're not. They clearly aren't going to get it. You'll see. I think they will. But it's it's that's it's, the difference. I think they will. Point. Yeah. Aren't teams rosters kind yeah. of set? Not really. Like you kind of have an idea of what you're looking to do. They're lying to you. Like literally, that Giants team president. And I I always mess up his last name, so I apologize to Hiri. He went on this whole rant. You were quoting him before right. about. Well, we already got our guys. It's tough to, like, mess with that. Well, it is, but they also don't want to spend the money. No, no, he's negotiating through the media. Of course. So, yes, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't want to spend the money. Right. But he he still may sign one of these guys. I I don't know, man. It's just, we've we've seen the the cautious tale of the Padres, who really tried. Mm -hmm. Like, they wanted to... We're going to take the West. We're going to do it by spending money. We're going to make prudent trades. We're going to yada, yada, yada. They were stupid, the Padres. They didn't build but, their but, team the right way. Why'd they give Xander Bogarts a billion dollars and then move him to a different position? I, I, I don't know. Because they're stupid. No, I'm telling right, you, because right. they're dumb. But did you think that Xander Bogarts was a terrible signing? No, well, no, I think the way they built their baseball team was stupid. It's a proof that just because you have a lot of money, and I think the Mets have certainly shown that yeah. the last couple of years, doesn't mean you're automatically going to win. Like You have to build your team the right way. And I don't think the Padres did, quite frankly. Not my problem. I'm just saying. I'm giving you an observation. I just think that it's it's easier said than done to spend other people's money. It's easy to spend someone else's $40 million or whatever it is per year for one of these guys. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Scott Boris holds the cards because he just sits. He's not... These guys aren't going to him and saying, hey, Scott, I'm getting nervous. Hey, Scott, you know, spring training is about to start. Hey, Scott, I want to be in camp. He, they're not saying that. No, I know. They're just kind of like, just, I, I trust you with my life. Yes. And it, sometimes that works. <laughs> oh, actually, 90% of the time that works. 10%, you get Michael Conforto. Right? So it's, just, it's one of those things that, as a, as a player, I would have trouble with it. But, well... At the end of the day, you get paid, even if you have to wait a while. Until you get paid. Until you get paid. All I know is we're going to be sitting here on February 20th, 2025, mm-hmm. thinking about where's Pete going to go? Pete Alonzo. Scott Morris is going to make this wait on Pete Alonzo. You're going to be in this exact spot. No, I know. Because he's not signing anywhere. The first guy that Scott Boris is going to have signed next year is Juan Soto. That will get done in a decent amount of time because he sets the trend of next year's free agency. He is far and away the best player available. Yes. And whether it's re-signing now, with the Yankees. Now, do you think that gets done quickly or or it's going to take time? Uh, I wouldn't say because quickly, it's, but it's it a, won't happen in February. I can tell you that right now. It's a humongous number. Yeah, but I think Scott, everybody wants him. Scott puts his you-know-what's on the table, says, all right, bidding on Juan Soto begins, and okay. there's no hesitation. Yeah. And then he gets the highest bid, and that will start the offseason. So we won't be here next year at this time waiting on Juan Soto. I think that will mm. kind of kick off the offseason, similarly to the way Otani yeah. kicked off this offseason. But doesn't it eliminate teams immediately? Like that's, I think that's also what we're dealing with, is that teams got eliminated, or at least the Dodgers did, got eliminated because they spent so much money. 
on two players. Yeah, but he's the one guy everybody's going to want. He's the best player in baseball. One of the best players no, in I'm baseball. No, I'm talking about for this season. This this season. Mm-hmm. And then the Padres were out of it. The Giants, who knows what they're actually thinking. The Yankees and the, the Mets are, I mean, they seriously feel like they're just resetting. Right. Like, at least monetarily. Not like the whole team, but you know what I mean. They're just like re-looking at their money situation. The Yankees have been non-committal on big, big numbers for a while, except for Judge. And so, I, I just... He's sitting right now with five players mm-hmm. that want top dollar. Yes. And there's nowhere for them to go for top dollar. Right now there's nowhere, but they will end up somewhere. And they'll probably get close to what they're asking for. We'll see. Write it down. I, I don't know. I don't How? Because he ends up always getting it. I know. Just because he always does it doesn't mean that he's going to do it this time. All you need is one especially, owner. Especially because all of these guys have like some issue. Like There's something that's not quite. Perfect. No, I get you. Right? I get so, you. whether it's the money or whether it's injury history, whether it's age, whatever it is, there's something that's not quite perfect. Yes. And so, it just feels like an overplay, even though I'm probably wrong. Let's go to Kendrick in Suffern, New York. What's up, Kendrick? Hey, guys. You know, I had this very similar conversation during the Lugauer Saturday night with Tommy. Look about at you calling the Lugauer. Yeah, well, you know what, Tommy did a good job. And, nice. And, uh, I appreciated the drop. I got a few texts about that, and, and I, I'm always listening to the fan, you know. Nice. That. So, um, you know, Scott Boris is playing chess right now, and Evan, you alluded to it. He's got two guys in the New York market, Pete Alonzo and Juan Soto, and he just hit on it. Soto's going to be the first domino to fall next next year during free agency. Yeah. And that puts the Mets in a tough spot, because if they go all in for Soto – you push Pete to the side, and once again, you're upsetting your star. And if you, you know, miss on Soto, now you really have to overpay for Pete. So here's something that I've been thinking about as a Mets fan, Evan. I don't know if you love the guy, but I think if you want to play chess with Boris, this is the move. Go look at Bellinger while the price might be low, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. If you, if you, but get do you him, trust him, Kendrick? Do you trust Cody Bellinger? He had some, uh, he yeah, had a couple I, I, of bad seasons, and now he rebounded last year. But do you trust that? So, Tiki, I think uh, to answer it is yes, yeah. and I'll tell you why. Okay. When he came on the scene and won Rookie of the Year, you know who won MVP that year? No, remind Cody me. Bellinger. Mm. Cody Bellinger. Last year, they both had really strong seasons. In 2020, that 60 game season, uh, they both you know had a throwaway year. I know right. Bellinger got hurt. Yep. Uh, but the other the other thing is, and I've been looking at the numbers. Bellinger plays eighty five percent of his games. Mm-hmm. Pete, I know, is a, is a stud ninety six percent of his games. I, but I'm confused. Hold on, Kendrick, you got to explain to me what so, is the reasoning for the Mets going so hard he, after Cody Bellinger right now? So here's why: he's yeah. a Boris guy, right? And you scare and you show Pete. You say, "Listen, buddy, Bellinger just came off of a you know an MVP caliber year. I know he's in the top ten of the voting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What more can Pete?" This isn't Judge. This isn't Aaron Judge where he had an injury uh, history right. and he came off with a historic season. Pete's right. going to hit 45 home runs. Pete's going to hit 110 RBIs. Pete's going to hit 250. He's going to have an OBP of 340. Nothing's going to change. Probably this year. Right. Probably Pete's right. Only no, I think you're making, you're making a good older. point. You're making a good point. Well, I don't know how good of a point it is. Like, what does signing Cody Bellinger do? No, no, you no. think that's so, going to impress Evan, Pete Alonso? I don't get it. Evan, so the thing is, the only thing that's going to change for Pete from this year to next year is that he's going to be one year old. I agree yeah. with that. That Bellinger, part I agree with you. If, you. 
if you get Bellinger eight years, two hundred million, what more could Pete ask for? Maybe eight years, two thirty. You you kind of set uh, the market for what Pete could ask uh, for if Bellinger comes. I, I don't. Year I I like the creative thinking. I don't think it works that way. Mm. I don't think well, paying a, Cody Bellinger is going to change Boris's ask for Pete Alonso at all. I don't think it changes it at all. Are they not related? I don't think they're related in any way. Well, why not? Because of well, because the, I the, think the consistency of Pete. I think right? I think a Pete's been more consistent yeah throughout his career. Like the height of Cody Bellinger has been incredibly high, but Cody Bellinger for two three years looked like he stunk. Yeah, true, but he I, couldn't be an everyday I, player. He was benched in the postseason. But I also feel like the biggest issue. Not that we're we're talking about the core five or the the for the Boris five. Pete's going to be one next year of that group. Who never who knows how many is going to be. But the challenge is going to be what's his what's he worth? Like what's the number? Right? Is yeah. is is it the first baseman number? I don't. Which I don't think it is. No, I don't think or, he's looking or, at that. One. Or is it the hitter number? Right? Which which puts him in the category with say Juan Soto. Mm. But we know Juan Soto is an infinitely better. Hitter, yes, right. So you're not going to get anywhere close to the five or six or whatever it's going to be, and he's 31 years old. It it makes it really hard to determine what the correct number is. Well, that's probably why he's getting a free agency. If they can't come even close to a correct number now, that's why he's getting a free agency. But let me give you another example of a guy, and I remember this was the moment. It's a lot of risk for Pete. I'm just thinking about this out loud. Like if if he has a bad season. And it's just like, oh, yeah, he just didn't look like he didn't look the same. Well, was last year a bad season? No, of course not. He had two seventeen. I know, but he smashed. He had a hundred and what eighteen RBIs and good fifty. That means home Pete runs. Alonso can't have a bad season. What's a bad season <laughs> for Pete Alonso? But what if he hits thirty home runs? Right? What if he misses games because of whatever issue? I understand, but he hasn't done that in his career. I understand. But I know you're saying he, he has more risk in free agency yes, than I the game. I feel like there's a lot of risk. For him right now. Yeah, yeah, I get you, which is a part of why I'd be more aggressive in trying to sign him. But just back to Boris real quick on why I think at the end of the day, all these guys are going to get paid. Chris Bryant. Remember Chris Bryant when he got the <laughs> yeah. free agency? Yes. Med fans were hoping that they were going to swoop in and sign Chris Bryant as a Scott Boris guy. He signed in the middle of March. Mm. The mid- middle of March. We're talking about a month from now. <laughs> His press conference was at spring training. And he got... Seven years, $182 million, mm. which was essentially what he wanted. So what Scott Boris reminds everybody, whether you're a Yankee fan, a Met fan, or just a baseball fan in general, is that for the most part, not always, he gets what he wants, even if it takes until the middle of March. That's what he does. I, I get it. I and get so it. in the case of some of his clients right now, Two things with the Yankees. Number one, I don't think you're getting any of these guys on what they call pillow contracts. And B, even if you did, the tax is going to be so high that I have a really tough time believing Hal Steinbrenner would be willing to pay that kind of tax. And if your argument as a Yankee fan is, well, he should, fine, I'm with you. He's a billionaire owner. The Yankees are industry, the U.S. Steel. They money should never be an object in a win now season. I don't disagree with you, but I have to call like it is, like I do about any team in this town, including my own. And when it comes to the Yankees, I think it's virtually impossible to imagine a scenario where Hal Steinbrenner pays Blake Snell thirty-seven million dollars in salary and another forty million dollars in tax. He's not spending seventy-five million dollars on Blake Snell. No way. 
We'll come back and get your calls, 877-337-6666. A lot going on. Ranger fans are still upset that I rained on their February Stanley Cup parade. The Giants have a big decision to make on Saquon Barkley, and the Yankee fan is realizing there's no shot Blake Snell's a Yankee. I've had a breakthrough with my beard that I've been growing for the last four months out of loyalty to Pete Alonzo. I said I would not shave till Pete Alonzo gets extended by the Mets, which may take me another eight or nine months. But I've hated growing this ferret on my face. But this morning, and I've been doing it throughout the morning and day, hmm. I continue to pet myself. What? And it feels very good. What do you mean pet? Like, like just look, rub it? I'm petting my uh, beard, and it's a little prickly. Like you're thinking. Yeah. Mm. I kind of like it. It feels good. <laughs> it's smooth. It's like you're 13 all over again, Evan. Uh, <laughs> have you started using the beard shampoo and the uh, beard butter? I haven't. I have. Um, I don't think it's beard butter or shampoo, but I've got something I put on my beard, and it makes it a little smoother. But I'm actually starting to like touch it. Yeah. Like touching okay. it is kind of fun. All right. So that's starting to warm me up again, the beard a little bit. Like right. a teenager right. again. And your hair looks great today, by the way. No joke. It really does. Whatever you did today, it's working for you. So it was you very spent difficult. Some time. That's what it was. I did spend some time. It was very difficult for this guy to do it, but I really appreciated it. So I'll say it on the air how much it meant to me. Wait, someone else did it? There was a guy no, no. There was a guy who complimented me today. And uh, I could see as he was complimenting me, he didn't really want to do it, oh, but it came it. from the bottom of his heart. No, Tiki heard it. And that is, of course, my coworker, your former partner, Brandon Tierney. Mm-hmm. Brandon looks at me, and I think at times he looks at me as like that, you know, that dope he would throw in the locker back in <laughs> high school. Totally. But this was the first time where he looked at me, looked at me up and down like he was checking me out. And he said, Evan, I can't believe I'm saying this. And I'm like, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> I think he wants to hook up. And he says... This is the first time I think I've ever seen you look, dare I say, stylish. <laughs> and I could see it was painful for him to even say. Yes. But BT called it like it is. But he was talking about your hair. He was talking about, I think he was talking about the whole thing. But the whole look. The whole look. And not just bearded, long-haired Evan. His entire history on this planet, I yeah. think BT was yeah, covering. Right? This is the first time I'm ever. I'm telling you, if, ever. That, if that thing gets like down to shirt level... You know what I mean? So it's like, it's really down there. Yeah. It's going to be so badass. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Like, I think I think I'm starting to warm up to it. I'm good. I, I think this is... to do is make sure your wife doesn't kick you out of your I bed. know. That's the issue. I had two moments there that warmed me up to it. Feeling it and how good it feels. And then BT's very kind words. Like, those two things are starting to make me think, you know what? Maybe I got something going on with the beard. By the way, completely unrelated, but I thought of you, Tiki. Yes. I didn't think of Lugie or Rosie as much, but I thought of you. You and I have something in common. Which is? An appreciation for space. Mm. An appreciation for NASA. Yes. NASA is working on going to Mars. You may have heard. Mm. They are looking for volunteers. No, thank you. I haven't even finished. <laughs> I thought you were a space guy. I am, but what are you doing when you get there? What you can't land on the planet. See, he didn't even let me finish. He doesn't even know what it is. Go ahead. You're not going to the planet. Please tell me. They're looking for volunteers to spend an entire year, one year, living in a simulated version of Mars. Oh, that's boring. So it's a surface mission on a 3D habitat. It's called the Mars Dune Alpha. And basically, you got to grow your own food. Just, okay. That's right. You got to grow your own food. And you've got to live under what would be the conditions of Mars for one year. But you're on Earth. You are on Earth. In a simulation. In a simulation. if you decide to quit, you could just get out of. I don't know if that works that way. And you're not actually given the the title of astronaut. Well, here's what I've been told. Or at least (laughs) what I've read. Because I'm sort of interested. If I didn't have kids and a wife, I think I would sign up for this. And... If the architect promised I could have my job back right, in a well, year, think, well, which think, is not happening. 
<laughs> I leave for a year, I'm dead. Trust me. I ain't coming back. I mean, think about the early astronauts, <laughs> Apollo 8 and 11. Yeah. Like, they had families. This thing could have blown up on the, on the launch Yeah, pad. but I'm not an astronaut. I would just be a volunteer. And they don't reveal how much they pay you, which I know would be a big factor to a lot of us because guys behind the glass like Rosie and Lugie, they don't have kids. Rosie has nobody. Lugie's at least married. Mm. But I could see his wife, who I know, she's a wonderful woman, saying to Tommy, uh, she actually calls him Thomas. Thomas. Thomas, wow, you could bring in that kind of money? Mm. Okay, go away for a year. I'll see you in a year. Well, doesn't you said volunteer. Yeah. Doesn't that imply no money? No, no, no. It's a volunteer, but they will pay you. So it's a volunteer in that they're not forcing anyone to do it. You're volunteering your services, but they would give you a stipend for your work. But we don't know where this is. I would think it's like Sahara Desert, maybe. Like, it's got to be the Utah Dunes, maybe. Well, I don't know where it is, but you're not outside. Like, you're in a area that is simulating Mars. Oh, so you're in an indoor-like dome. Yeah. But, yeah, because they're simulating right. well, Mars. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Mars does not have an atmosphere. Okay. So... <laughs> You're so there's gonna, no air? So you're going to have to be in a suit. I guess so, yeah. For a year. Yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> okay. Why are you laughing like that? You, so you wouldn't do it is what you're saying. I'm just saying. I just I think it would be very uncomfortable and, and smelly <laughs> and not very, I don't know, appealing. The Especially a- because you're on Earth. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. I've learned about it, okay? Each mission involves a four-person volunteer crew living and working inside a 1,700-square-foot 3D-printed habitat based at NASA's Johnson Space Center in Houston. So mm. you're in Houston, but again, you're inside in 1,700-square-foot habitat. The habitat simulates the challenges of a mission to Mars, which includes resource limitations... Equipment failures, communication delays, and other environmental stressors, according to NASA. So this is once you're on the planet. This is once you're on this fake planet. The crew tasks include simulated spacewalks, robotic operations, okay, how do you habitat like maintenance, how do you exercise, and weight, crop growth. How do you simulate weightlessness? That's their problem. They'll tell me how to do it. I mean, you just can't do it. You can't go up and down, do the parabolic ride in the airplane over and over and over again. So you're not interested in this? No. million dollars. This sounds ridiculous. A million dollars. No, I have family of okay kids. watch this game now, now we're gonna have some fun loogie hundred thousand dollars i'm in hundred thousand <laughs> i was gonna say teak will put you in the hall of fame or something but here's here's the other thing you would accept a hundred thousand dollars you go away for a year hundred k for a year yeah. yeah i gotta sit here for less i mean so number that's what one, i'm saying right number, and, and hang out with you guys number one another thing i read here you have to be a non-smoker yes. so apparently you can't rip a heater on mars and number two evan you better hope aaron Rodgers doesn't see this article because you won't have a quarterback next year uh. this guy would love to spend a year in darkness on uh. mars <laughs> so you better hope the word doesn't get out to aaron but yeah i would do 100k you- you yeah. need to be between the ages of 30 and 55, so they are discriminating okay. against anyone who's too old. I am. Or and too anybody young. who's too young. Or too young. 30 to 55, he's right. You cannot be a smoker, and you need to be for proficient in English, which I may not be that applied for. Proficient in English? Yeah, I guess speak English well. No, and you oh. have to have a master's in engineering, math, biology. Oh, or other... crap. I was a communication major. Oh, that I did ruined, basket weaving. That ruins the fun. <laughs> but you do it for 100 grand, right? 100K? Absolutely. What would your wife say? Would your wife be okay? You go away for an entire year, you come back with a hundred grand. You're married, right? She'd be like, enjoy. My no. wife would not say that. No, she Different, didn't. you have kids. We don't We don't even have a hamster. Nah, She'd be like, you could leave. It's not even that. My wife adores me so much, she doesn't want me away ever. Mm. She loves me. Can oh, you yeah. communicate with your loved ones? 
It doesn't sound like you can. No, really? hell no. You can't send like a carrier pigeon? Right. You can't You're on, on Mars. Mars. There are no pigeons. You're not yeah, on but Mars. you're not on Mars. No, but you're, you're, but you're, you're on Mars. Houston. Yeah, but guys, you are on Mars because you're trying to simulate it so that when we send people to Mars... That you can't say, well, oh, no, hold on, time out. Oh. Like you Zach Morris in the middle of a Save by the Bell episode. Time out. Let me go call. You're telling me there's no, no Wi-Fi on Mars? Come on. <laughs> I think they want a full one-year simulation. I wonder if they, like, mess around with you and they put, like, people in alien suits to walk around there and really try to no mentally. aliens. Why did, why did well, you allow his mic to go on there? Mars? I put no this on you, bro. aliens. I put this there on you. There is no life on Mars. Because now you got Tiggy in a And do you realize how far the the, the next galaxy is away. Oh my god! And if they came oh, anywhere close to, have you heard? Have you heard? You've seen the Voyager, Voyager picture? Yeah, of course, love Christ. it. Of the pale blue dot. Yeah, they would awesome. not even notice us. Lugie, I hate How your guts for this. How do you know they this. wouldn't notice us? You they would, la- it's just a dot. Now it's look at play, this. It's a pale dot. Listen to this conversation. Only reason Uh-oh, saw it's it another it tiki barber rabbit hole. It's right. so it's so infinitesimally small. Oh my god! That an alien would find our planet. They'd have to find us. You don't think okay, there's okay, any Rosie, Rosie, Mars. I'm serious. Please, of please, shut, please shut your mic off and go away now. I love you. You're a good friend. There are no aliens. You're a good man. And if there are, they're never going to find us. Okay. See, and now he's he's getting me riled up. I can't <laughs> respond. I don't want to respond. He's obviously wrong, but please never bring that up. Was was that lame joke worth it? Like, Touching does it make it you fun. feel better? And by the way, if they oh, did come here, their technology that. would have to be so superior to us. They would look at us as ants. Okay. Like, we don't have the technology to leave our solar system. I know. And guess <laughs> so, what? By the way, speaking of this whole thing, just to bring it back, we're never even going to Mars. Like, we're doing this simulation to think we're going to Mars. I'll make you this long-term bet. We are never going to Mars. We could go to an asteroid, though. Never happen. Going to what? An asteroid. Well, that'd be fun. Right. Go for a nice free ride. No, you just mine it. Oh, okay. All right. Anyhow, let's go to... <laughs> i got to go somewhere else right well, now. There's just valuable minerals. <laughs> I'm sure there is. <laughs> I don't, mind, I don't mind doing that. All right, there you go. Let's go to Scott in Jamesburg. How you doing, Scott? I'm doing great, guys. How are you today? We're good. What's up, dude? Better till three minutes uh, ago. <laughs> uh, no desire to go to Mars. No desire. No, Evan, you. how would you be able to go without doing that? No visits to City Field for a full year? Nah, I couldn't do it. No right. visits to Barclays? Right. Materialistic. Scott, they would win a championship just to spite him. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Guys, before I start, I'm just counting down the days till Evan's book. I cannot wait. I do want to know, Ev, when you're going to announce some book signings for all well, of your fans to I've come got, visit. I've got news for you, Scott. I can't believe this. And mm-hmm. this is a true story. I'm not making this up. I got an email earlier today saying, hey, we got great news. We're going to do an audio book. And I said, oh, that's fantastic. And in the email, they say, would you like to read the audio book? But you need to audition. <laughs> so I've got to read a chapter from my book into a microphone and then send it to the publishing company. And then they're going to have to say, you did a good yeah. job. You can read your own book. Or they may say, you didn't do a good job. It's your book. You can't read your own book. Shouldn't you get to choose? You're, it's your book. Apparently, I've got to audition to read my own book. So I don't know. You want to hear a, a couple of sentences? I'm always, but you know I'm always ready. Let's hear practice round. Yeah, here we go. Practice. This is practice for his audio book. This is practicing. Okay, opening City Field, Mets four, Red Sox three, Red Sox nine, Mets three. For two years while sitting at Shea Stadium, we could look straight into center field and see our future. I'm a loser. City Field was being built brick by brick right before our eyes. 
I was in the minority, but I was not looking forward to this monumental change for a few reasons. First was sentimentality. Nerd alert! I grew up at Shea, and while it was a dump, it was our dump. How'd that sound, by the way? That was good. You like that? See, if someone... Say, let me let me, let me, me have that. Let me have that exact thing you were reading. Yeah, go ahead. So if you Don't get someone who is... read it. Took it off from the job. Right. No, no, no. If you get someone... Stop, Scott. If you get somebody who's not... Emo- you hear the emotion in that. This is what they're going to say. For two years, while sitting at Shea Stadium, we could look straight ahead into center field and see our future. <laughs> City Field was being built brick by brick right before our eyes. I was in the minority but I was not looking forward to this monumental change for a few reasons. That's hey, how it's tiki a book, book reader is going to read it. All right. You need to read your own book. All right. Well, I will audition to read my own book. For I can the promise emotional you that. inflection you just heard. But thank you, Scott. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> and you know I'll be there. You know I'll be there. I appreciate um, it. I have two things, but really, um, I saw Evan's Twitter polls today, and I'm going to take the – opposite view of Evan and both. And guys, I know this hurts Evan. First, well, first of all, hold up, hold up, hold up. Scott, 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 real quick, real quick. I do yeah. want the audience to know what my Twitter poll was. I have not talked about it on Sorry. the radio. It's something I put out there this morning, and here's what it says. If the Mets are only willing to sign one of these two players in free agency next year to these contracts, who would you prefer? So I, I specified a contract. Soto or Juan Soto, 12 years, $600 million, which is my educated guess on what he's going to get. Wow. And Pete Alonso, seven years, two twenty-five. And the results, and a lot of people voted, I appreciate that, was surprising. 57% said Pete Alonso. 43% said Juan Soto. Maybe the contract's a factor. Maybe sentimentality's that's a factor. Just, but that's just money. But that those were the results. That's interesting. Interesting. Now, because what, they, they want to own their guy. I get it. Now, you want to comment on that, Scott? Go ahead. I apologize. I Oh, no. No problem. I'm one of the 43%. And I know it's hard. I've been a Mets fan since 86. I watched my favorite player ever, Daryl Strawberry, leave without an offer. One of those things we've talked about many times, which... Having Steve Cohen hopefully will never face that day again where we don't even offer our best players a contract. Right. But here's the reason I prefer Soto. I Listen, I love Pete. He's been great. I, I You know, but, and I know he's homegrown. I know it doesn't, homegrown guys don't fall on trees. But during the 2022 playoff run, when Pete was up, I, and during that stretch run in Atlanta in September, when Pete was coming up that next half inning, I was still concerned. I didn't have that confidence mm-hmm. going into that bat that Pete would come up with a really good at bat. Mm-hmm. And that, I love 50 home runs. It's been great. But, guys, we know that in the long run, it's going to be that little hit, situational hitting, that's going to put us over the edge in one day again in those big game playoff situations. And I'm afraid. I don't think Alonzo was there. And mm-hmm. it's like, when we're going to get there, guys, I think Soto puts you in a better position. And you were talking a little bit before, Ev, about San Diego never building that team properly. Yeah. You know, I think that when you look at building your team around the first, a power-hitting first baseman, and again, I know, I have confidence Steve's going to spend money. I do not have fear that he's not. But, again, you're going to need to complement each other. And I think with this young talent that we're starting to see come up and with Nimmo and with all these other guys, I think Soto's the right guy. I'd love to have Pete. We do need power in that lineup. Scott, Scott, here's what's funny. I think that even though the results fell the way they fell among the 7,000 people that voted, 
I think a lot of it was the contract, mm-hmm. and a lot of that was sentimentality towards Pete Alonso. Yes. Because Juan Soto is a great, great baseball player. He has one of the great eyes I've ever seen. And now we're all going to get to see it every single day. Yeah. And he's going to put it to good use because the Yankees are probably going to hit him second. And he is going to constantly get on base in front of Aaron Judge. So I don't think there's any debate in terms of who the better player is. I think what makes it interesting is, A, the sentimentality, and then, B, the amount of money. Because Steve Cohen, as much as we've painted him as this deity, Steve Cohen has a limit. Mm -hmm. And so if I can get Pete Alonso at 7 years, 225, versus Juan Soto at 12 years, 600, I probably can also do a lot more. Right. And add a lot more players. So if this turns into Pete Alonso and Shane Bieber... Pete Alonso and Corbin Burns versus Juan Soto and not much else, it sort of changes the equation. Yeah, a the, bit. the incremental um, team build that you can do by just signing Pete Alonso. Not that I'm saying that that's a minimal, but compared to Juan Soto, it's minimalized money wise. But what scares me is that I believe that we are now being presented with this choice and mm-hmm. that next year in free agency, and it sucks talking about free I agency. Think that's real. What is real? It's going to be a choice. That is, I agree it's going to be a choice, and that paints us into this corner when I think the vision was, why not both? Like, can you imagine a lineup of Pete Alonso as your fearsome slugger in the middle? Don't worry, you'll, and get, then a, you, you'll get a preview of it this year. Preview of what? <laughs> fearsome slugger in your lineup. Well, I got Aaron the fearsome. Judge with, with Juan Soto. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I get that. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's what you're talking no, about. I, I know. We you're going to see, see it. it with the Yankees. So well, just watch the Yankees. I'm going to watch plenty of the Detroit Yankees. <laughs> and I'm going to try not to covet your guy because the way I look at free agency, and look, right now it's the middle of February, and Juan Soto just got to camp, and Pete Alonso just got to camp, and they were both asked about their contracts. And actually coming up in a few minutes, we will listen to some real quick clips from both guys, and then Tiki will interpret what he takes from it if those guys are interested in staying or if they were just giving us lip service. So we'll have a Soto-Alonso comparison. But once spring training really starts, and once the season starts, I don't want to think about next year. No. I don't want to think about next year as a Met fan, and I'm sure as Yankee fans, you don't want to think about next year either. I want to think about this season. Obviously, next year is going to be a crazy offseason in which our futures, the Mets and the Yankees, are going to intersect. And I understand that, and I appreciate that. But I don't like thinking about offseasons in the middle of seasons. It's never been my thing as a fan. Right. That's why most players don't want to talk about their contracts in the middle of the season. And they won't. It's more now. Yeah. Like in February and March, it's a little bit but different. we haven't heard that from Pete yet. What we he was? What do you mean we haven't heard it? They spent twenty minutes pounding him with questions about his contract. No, 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 no. no. That I'm not talking contract during the season. He hasn't done that. He has not. Pete yeah. actually did the opposite. Yes, he I said, mean, "Sure, I'm I'll open. talk." Yeah, whatever. Uh, Let's chat. Cinco de Fivo with five, Evan five, and Tiki on the fan. All right, guys. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything, everywhere, and by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today. In the wake of A-Rod Day, by the way, the banner is still not in our studios, mm-hmm. even though it was promised to be back Evan, here today. what did you do with the banner, dude? I have no idea. Now stop. It's <laughs> a, a lot. The banner lasted three days. The A-Rod banner is in a safe place, and it will be hung up at the appropriate time. All right. So A-Rod Day was birthed because Evan wanted to get rid of his beard. And even though he's starting to like it, today's Cinco de Fivo <laughs> is the five ways Evan can get out of his beard situation. All right. Here we go. 
Number five. You could keep it. Evan, you have accepted that your teams will never I win li- a championship. I like that one. Right. This is no different. You idolize Abe Lincoln. Now you could look like him for the rest of your life. You could just keep the beard and learn to love it. That defeats the whole purpose of the Cinco. The Cinco is how to get rid of the beard, and number five is don't get rid well, of the beard. Well, because we're starting with that, and then we'll go from there. I you could just keep it. But yeah. it contradicts with the topic. No, it does not. Instead of whining about it, you could just accept it. That's an option. What's the name on your little sheet of what this Cinco is? This is my list, not yours. Number four. You uh, should have changed it here. Five ways Evan can mitigate... His beard situation. I don't know what the word mitigate means. Hold on. Here's what I know. We are on SNY right now, and I'm reading their graphic. And it says, five ways Evan can get out of his beard situation. But change that get out of to mitigate his beard situation. Right, because number five is not me getting out of my beard situation. it makes sense. This is my list. All right, number four, diet. In more ways than one, by the way, Evan, who are you to knock fat Ranger fans? So how about... What? Once a week, right? You diet, let's say, purple one week, oh, then another week hot green. It. Yeah, diet. Not, not like, you know, be conscious of what you're eating. Well, it was both. It was a play on words. <laughs> so you would dye your beard a color for a week for, let's say, a month. Each week a different color for an entire month. Our choice. Would you be into that? You guys get to pick the colors? We uh, pick the colors, that? and for one week it's like hot green. The next week it's yellow. A great idea. That's actually a really good idea. Oh, so then de- never mind. You're supposed to hate these. Number three. Number three. Let me make it clear. I don't love the idea, but I admit that it's creative, to Tiki's point. I mean, so two things can be true at the same time. I don't love it. Right. I would love it saying, oh, I get to wear my uh, my orange beard. Well, my hair is already orange. <laughs> my pink beard today. My blue beard today. But I respect the creativity. All right, Evan. I don't think you're going to love this one. Let's call this The Truth Shall Set You Free. Mm. We're going to go back to school, Evan. Tika love this. I want a thousand-word essay to be read on here on Evan and Tiki and on the Rico on why the Mets never threw a real no-hitter. One thousand words. Johan was a one-hitter, you know it. And a combined no-hitter is stupid and peak Mets. Also a great one. 1,000 words. A couple of things, no chance. Another thing is both Met no-hitters will be featured in my new book, My Mets Bible, that comes out April 2nd. You can pre-order it now on Amazon. Shameless plug. Have some shame, exactly. Number two. I want that scorebook, Evan. And it's not because I want to jot down that Lindor grounded out to second. Oh, no, it's much worse. You give me that scorebook and myself, Marash, Tiki, and five other people, we're going to take off our pants and we're going to rub our little tukis all over your scoreboard. Over my scoreboard? Or our little hiney. We get to do whatever we want with it for a week. <laughs> well, your most prized possession besides your family is your scorebook. Well, our bare ass is going to be on your scorebook. I have about 35 of them that are filled. So which book are you picking? The current one that the you have to one. use for the rest of our, uh, the year. You're going to put your bare ass on my scorebook? So the stench of our tukises, by the way, will be on your scorebook for the rest of the year. What's wrong with you? What are you this is supposed to be... Things, what do you mean, what's wrong He's with me? Warped. He's warped. Thank you, dude. You guys suck. Number one. All right, then you're really going to hate this one. I need you or I want you to get waxed. Now, what I mean by that is half of Evan's body, hear me out. You have to wax half your beard, half your chest. We're going to go Brazilian, so around the Oprah Joel, <laughs> down the leg. We're going to recreate the scene from 40-year-old oh, version. Evan's going to be a man lantern We'll bring a waxer in, or we could go to one of those places here in the city. Evan, half your body waxed. And the other caveat is it: you have to walk around for, let's say, a month with half of it done. What? I mean, what? My whole body? Yep, the Brazilian, the whole thing. From the from the top of your dome half? all the way to your feet. So, like, half of my head is bald, half of my head has hair. Uh-huh. Half of my beard has hair, half uh-huh. of it is clean-shaven. 
and then same with my chest hair, and then down below. And you're a very hairy guy. So the hairier yeah. you are, the more that wax will hurt, and the more right. we will love it. It's Actually, really good. You'll probably, you'll probably get desensitized to the pain. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you accept? No. What do you mean, no? Do That'd I be great content? No. I, can I at least think about all of these? Thank you. I'll give you a sheet. And that is Cinco de Five O, <laughs> Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. here on Evan and Tiki. Just, no, Kelly Clarkson! Just keep the beard. Yeah. <laughs> that was number five. You killed me for that. I think after that, I've realized that keeping the beard is the best option. By the way, the reason Sean Morash isn't here is that his feelings were hurt <laughs> by me calling him hefty yesterday during my anti-Rangers rant. Kiss my fatty! Nah, the real reason he was here, and these are the words of our program director, who is still our program director. Reason number one is he's not a foxhole guy. Yeah. And reason number two was if he acted like an adult on Sunday instead of screaming and drinking and being shirtless during a hockey game. Was he really shirtless? Shirtless. That's what I've been told. A hockey game that really only had two points on the line, if we're being honest with ourselves, that maybe Sean wouldn't have gotten sick and had to miss a day of work. And by the way, he didn't just miss a day of work. I am convinced he will not be in work tomorrow. Yeah, but I he, think we're missing multiple days of Sean Morash. I mean, but being cold doesn't actually get you sick. So what gets you sick? Germs, viruses. So you have to be around viruses. So, so he was around other a, sick Ranger yeah. fans. Yeah, being bitch, cold New York Ranger fan. I mean, it makes your nose run, but it doesn't make you sick. Yeah, Ranger fans tend to be uh, carrying <laughs> viruses around with them. <laughs> Those are teachers. No, it's not mine. Stop. I didn't say You're that. Trying to get another back page of the news. No, no, I don't trust me. I don't want any of that. I'm done. I don't need to be yelled at by my mom or by my wife. That's for sure. All right, let's get to Soto and Alonzo real quick. And we'll get back to your calls. Tiki is very good at interpreting things that are said. And so yesterday, Juan Soto met the media for the very first time. A few days earlier, Pete Alonzo met the media for the first time this spring. And one thing I noticed before we play these selective clips that I picked. Number one, Pete was peppered with questions about his contract. Yeah. I would say 90% of his introductory press conference was all questions about his contract. Yeah, many different ways. Same question, many different ways. Uh, Absolutely. Juan Soto was asked a grand total of two questions about his contract. And and by the way, I understand the difference. I understand why it was different. But I just thought it was fascinating. Like, I'm just observing that Juan Soto was barely asked about it, and Pete was asked about it 112 times. Well, Pete Alonso is a, to the heretofore, he's a lifelong Met, right? So you want him to be a lifelong Met, especially Met fans. And Met fans, when they listen to Pete talk from now until the end of the season, they're going to be hearing, or at least trying to hear, an indication of whether or not he's going to be a Met. I get you. But with Juan Soto, it's kind of like, all right, we kind of know you're here for a year. We know you're going into free agency. We I know think you're you going to make a half yeah. a billion dollars yeah. more, probably, uh, in your next contract. You're not signing it. So I, I think there were there were two cycles here with Soto. We'll get to these clips in a second. Yeah. Prior to him being traded, most people around here were delusional. Like, they thought, oh, the Yankees will trade for him and be able to extend him. I argued with people about it on the air. Mm-hmm. I argued with Sean about it yeah. on the air. And I think a lot of people around here were just... I don't know what the word is. They wanted, the, they wanted to dying. believe in the the aura of the Yankees was going to make him want to be a Yankee for the rest of his career. Yeah, I think it's a combination of that and a combination of just not following the situation that closely, right. which I understand. Like, if you weren't following the Juan Soto situation, you figured, oh, yeah, he'll get to the Yankees. He'll sign an extension. It was never, ever happening. And Sean and I had that argument in November, long before he got here. Once he was traded here, 
everyone got smartened up to the fact mm-hmm. that it's nothing personal. It's nothing against the Yankees. It doesn't mean he's not staying here. Just that Juan Soto has waited this long. He's about to become one of the hottest free agents in the history of baseball, which is true. He's going to get to free agency. Yes. So I think that that acceptance of Soto hitting free agency may be the other reason why he was only asked two questions about it. But yes. Let's start with Pete. Pete's question, and I pulled two of them specifically. This one was asking Pete about wanting to be a lifelong New York Met. Can you definitively say that you want to be a lifelong man and also do you believe that as the season plays out, you'll have the numbers and the production that at the end, you know, everything will work out in your favor? I mean, I for me, I think that um, number one goal is just being healthy through the uh, through the course of the year. I, I love it here. I definitely uh, I definitely have envisioned myself of, of being a lifelong man. That's a that's something I've definitely thought about. Um, and I love, I love New York. It's a really special place uh, for uh, my family and I. And I, I've definitely thought of the idea. I've definitely welcomed the idea. But I can't predict the future. Um, and for me, I just want to focus on, on this season. I just want to be the best person I can be. And I've sat back and, and listened. I've, and uh, just want to be the, the best player I can be. That's it. How do you take that? That's the biggest non-answer I've ever heard. What do you mean? He said he wants to be a lifelong Met. Why can't you accept that? Of course you want to be a lifelong Met. But didn't Jacob DeGrom say the same thing? It's funny you say that. <laughs> I keep this on my phone as a reminder every day. Do you want to know what Jacob DeGrom said? I think it sounded almost verbatim. But, <laughs> but, 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 not, but not quite because he wasn't as verbose. He's a, he's a man of lesser words, right. Jacob DeGrom. Right. But I feel like it was almost exactly the same thing. Hold on, I'm going to play it for you through my phone, okay? Because I keep this on my phone every day to remind myself what Jacob DeGrom said. You ready? And I said it before. Hold on, let me start from the beginning. And I said it before. Love being a Met. I think it would be really <laughs> cool to be one for my entire career. But, um, you know, the plan is to um, exercise that option and and be in constant contact in the offseason with the Mets and, and uh, Steve Cohen in the front office. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so it's a non-answer. It's a complete non-answer. By the way, I love Jake, but were you really in constant contact with the Mets that entire offseason? <laughs> no, not at all. So you don't take he's gone, and you don't take he's I, definitely staying yeah, out of it. I got nothing out of that. His preference would be to be here. But his actually, that, that's a lie. <laughs> you don't even take his preference to be here? No. His preference is... Pay me, bitches. <laughs> That's what he's saying. So I want to play you a question. And, and again, I don't know how many people heard this press conference, but on the Rico, every Met fan listens to it. We actually went through and listened to it last night on the Rico. You could download it after the show is over. Rico Bronia, we listened to the entire Alonzo press conference. What I'm about to play you is the thing that concerned many Met fans. Okay? This is the clip that made some Met fans say, mm-hmm. he's gone. Let's see if Tiki feels the same way. First, the question from Anthony DeComo. Just given how effusive you've been about you know, how much you like your time here in New York, etc., why is sitting back and listening the right strategy for you versus maybe something a little more proactive approaching that much sort of thing? Um, that's, I mean, I just, just what I think is right. <laughs> so he got stumped. Yeah. He was asked, hey, if you really want to be here, what the yeah. hell's going on? Why yeah. aren't you more proactive instead of just listening? And Pete was stumped. This has caused many Met fans to think his stumpedness is proof that he can't wait to get the hell out of here. No, I don't think so. Whew. I think he, what, what, ha, what, what has happened in this situation is that 
there's a contract number that Scott Boris has either thrown out there or it's kind of been floated. Mm-hmm. And it's it probably wasn't even responded to by the Mets. You think it was that absurd? I do. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they even like considered responding to this. And so Pete knows this, obviously. But he doesn't want to he doesn't want to like undercut his team. Like he doesn't want to say, well, they didn't offer me, you know, what we wanted. Like, he doesn't want to say anything right. about the negotiation. Right. And so the only way to answer that question would, would have been, oh, yeah, we've reached out, and they haven't gotten back to us. But then that puts it all on the Mets. Becomes a story, too. It becomes a story. What you want to do, if you're Pete Alonzo, yeah. is make sure nothing Dude, becomes a story. I, I actually commend him for, like, pausing and saying nothing. <laughs> I'm being serious, All right. right? Because I I would have tended to want to talk. Hell yeah, you know it would happen. You know, just blah 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 blah. Oh crap! I just yeah, I just oh, I can see that by the way in Tiki's career, <laughs> right? Like ah, he just keeps talking. I, I paused. I, I I applaud him for just saying, um, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> now let's get to Juan right. Soto because Juan Soto is represented by the very same man, Scott Boris. He was only asked two questions about his contract. So literally, you're about to hear everything he said about his contract. The first one for Juan is, is this a trial run in New York? Do you look at this as a trial run to see if you might like it here in New York with the Yankees long term? Yeah, I mean, we we gotta we gotta get to know the Yankees organization and the city and how it is to play in, in New York and to see then and make the decision there. Hmm. Oh, you know what that means. That means that Sean's no booing at all <laughs> has to stay in effect I agree. for the entire season. Dude, I agree. Right. It's the first thing that pops in my mind. You guys, Yankee fans, do not boo Juan Soto you, at all. You're in a really difficult, unique spot. Yeah. Okay, and I think Juan Soto's a great player, and I think he'll he'll probably be fine with you guys this year. But... You have a player who came to your team with rocket high expectations. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you bring guys in with rocket high expectations is that you boo them immediately when something bad happens. Yeah. CC Sabathia, Giancarlo Stanton. It's a common thing. Met fans do the same thing. We're no better. The difference between Juan Soto and every other player you booed is that that player's locked up forever. Yes. This player, you dated. So if you show him your bad side right. in the middle of April, he could easily call up Scott and say, "Scott, yeah, we, this ain't for me." Yeah, this is that. This is that first impression. Yes. But the problem is, the first impression lasts for five months or six months. Yeah, it's gonna last for a long time. So do you think Juan Soto threatened Yankee fans with that answer? Uh, like, hey, I'm getting to know you. You better be nice. Basically, <laughs> yes. Because we all know what he's alluding to. You think that's what he meant? It's hard to play here because our fans are so educated that they, yeah. if you're not pulling the wool over their eyes, oh, I, I didn't mess up. Oh, yeah, you did, dude. <laughs> like, we're booing you. Yeah. Right? So he wasn't warning them necessarily, but he was saying, I'd be interested to see how they react to me. Interesting. If I don't hit home runs and I walk five times in a game. Okay, so I'm glad you brought that up because one of my theories. that could happen. Yeah, one of my theories about Juan Soto, he is a great baseball player. Okay, don't get me wrong when I say this. Is that some of the things he does so well could cause backlash from fans. What I mean by that is his eye. Yeah. Like sometimes a guy who's looking for a walk pisses off fans when the expectation is for them to hit a Mm three-run home run. 
And I'm not saying that's fair. I'm not saying I would do it. But I've seen this before. Like, Joey Votto in New York may have had a tough time. Because as great of an eye as he had, sometimes when he draws a walk in a spot in which you want him to hit a three-run home run, Mm -hmm. you get annoyed. That is why it is essential that Juan Soto bats second. He has to. Right. Because Because if Aaron Judge is hitting behind him, it'll mitigate any issues with him looking for a walk. Great point. Thank you. Right. Because if he does, get your bat off your shoulder, Juan. Oh, wait. Never mind. Judge is coming up. Yeah. You're good. I, I agree. You're good. Like you're good. I think it's almost a no-brainer now. And I'm not sure Boone thinks about it that way, but I think about it that way. I mean, he sounded when we talked to him. He sounded like he did want him to bat two three. No, no. I think he wants him to bat second. I don't think it's for the same reason we're giving, which is, boy, you could avoid backlash by yeah. hitting him second oh, because if he you. bats third, he's looking for walks. No, and Anthony Rizzo grounds into a double play. I can see it on this station the next day. You know. We're paying this. This guy wants six hundred million, and he's looking for a walk. That's my imitation of Beningo as a Yankee fan. Anyhow, hey Juan, did you get to talk like contract at all with the Yankees? Chris Kirshner with the Athletic. Chris, Kirshner. Uh, have have there been any conversations about a possible extension this off season, or are you letting Boris handle that? I let Scott do his thing. Um, we've been talking throughout this off season and everything. But definitely, I let Scott do whatever he's doing. For me, I'm just focusing 24. Uh, I'm here to play baseball. I'm, I'm focusing on playing this year and try to win as much as we can and, and bring a championship to New York. It sounded a lot like Pete's answer, too. Oh, you think that Scott's coaching them the exact same way? 100%. <laughs> Deflect. D- talk about the season. I want to get – because Pete said something about getting to the playoffs or, or – Earning the right to get into the playoffs, right? Right. It's just, it's the same same answer. It is Scott's going to smack him across the face with an offer, and then we're going to talk about it then. Mm. But it's not going to be until I'm a free agent. I'm you, worried about winning. That's all he says. You know how youth imply that right. Boris probably said to the Mets, "Here's what we want for Pete." And it's probably something absurd: mm-hmm. four hundred million dollars over ten right. years, right? Do you even think he bothers with Soto? No. Because like, he I, won't I, even give him an offer. Because why Why would you? A billion dollars. Because you're, you're <laughs> well, you're, you, well, I mean, that, but still. You're, he could do that. You're bidding against yourself. Right. Only. Right? When, when you know if you wait until the end of the season, like the bidding becomes massive. Yeah, it's going to be massive. And so there are probably teams that can't afford and don't even, they'll think about it at yeah. least. So... But if you do it now, you have the negotiation now, you're just talking to one team. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Well, and also, Juan Soto, more than any other player in free agency, is such a unicorn. Because mm-hmm. he's awesome. Yeah, and he's young. Like, I don't think Yankee fans get it yet. Like, I'm about to compliment you. I don't think you fully understand the utter brilliance that you have in your lineup right now. Like, I don't think you get it. No. I don't think you understand this unicorn that is walking through your door and being in your lineup. Like, he's that good. He's that awesome. And he's so young right. that his well, free agency is going to be epic. He could get $700 million. Like, my prediction I wrote down on social media this morning was 12 years, 600, which I think is reasonable. I think there's a decent chance he gets more than that. Now, Who's going to be the highest bidder? I can't tell you that. I can't tell you the Yankees are going to do it or not do it. Who the hell knows? I don't know who it's going to be. 
Like, who would have thought A-Rod was going to go to the Texas Rangers yeah. in 2001? No one would have predicted it. No. I can think any team that's owned by a billionaire would say, wow, Juan Soto at that age? Yeah, we'll give him $800 million. So I think we're going to be headed a year from now into this really unique free agency. But for now, you're about to watch utter brilliance. Mm-hmm. So be careful. Right. Because Juan Soto's already warned you with some of his comments. Don't boo me. I'm the king. <laughs> I run this show. Because this is so unique for you guys, Yankee fans, whether it was Jason Giambi or it was Roger Clemens or it was Sabathia or it was Teixeira or it was Garrett Cole. You name the star you acquired. Whenever you acquired a star, you had them. You were married to them. So you could boo them all day. And guess what? They were signed long-term. They were mm-hmm. going to be on your team. This is the first time where you've lost all your power. All your power is gone. He has the power. Right. God forbid you boo him on that rainy April night. And he says to the media, hey, Juan, what'd you think? You know, over two, three walks and two strikeouts when it mattered. And they're booing you. What went through your mind? And he looks at that camera with a death stare and says, I don't like it. <laughs> you guys, will you know what your pants are He'll, he'll say, I earned it. I earned that. I'll be better next time. He doesn't have to, though, Tico. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Every other athlete has to say that yes. because they're married to us as fans. He ain't married to us. And by the way, Met fans, stop chuckling. Y'all think this is so funny, right? He has a bad time with the Yankees. He has a bad time with us. Right, it's New Yorkers across the board yeah. or tri-state areas. I'm not saying this is, oh, watch out for the Mets. I haven't even brought them up. I'm saying watch out for it as a whole. So, Met fans, you're in a tough spot because if you're eyeing their girl, if you're eyeing her, and you're like, oh, we're going to swoop on in. And he wants to leave because Big Mac is booing him on a Tuesday <laughs> night? Or freaking Morash is saying, kiss my fat ass. He's hitting 210. Don't think for a second he's going to say, oh, but Queens is much nicer. <laughs> that's not going to happen. By the way, that's Evan just uh, miming Sean's drop. He's not calling him fat. Oh, that's right. Thank yeah, you. Thank welcome. you for making just that clear. For you. I am not calling anybody <laughs> fat whatsoever. <laughs> Boy, I got to tell you, I must live in some kind of bubble sometimes. And I watch the news. I listen to the news. But I just heard in that traffic report we played here on WFAN that a plane landed on the Southern State Parkway? Wow. What? Yeah, you must not have paid attention to the last traffic report because we were saying the same thing in the last break. Oh, you heard it last break. <laughs> right, the last break. I was like, what? <laughs> How did a plane land on the southern side, and it didn't hit anybody? No, it was a single-engine small Cessna plane, I believe. Gotcha. And I... What, did people just get out of the way? Like, <laughs> Can you imagine like, driving on the southern state and a plane just landed? Like, seriously, what do you do in that situation? You just, like, veer? I yeah, don't you know, swerve out of the way. Like, what other option do you have? It's a plane, though. It's like, well, what are you going to do? Drive right into it? Like, what are you going to do? I, I just don't know how you avoid it. You know, it's crazy about, I, this was months ago now. I had a very vivid dream, because I, I don't like flying. I'm like your wife. Your mm-hmm. wife doesn't like flying Hates either. It. And I flew recently. First time I had flown in a year. And I was having nightmares kind of leading up to it. And I had this very vivid dream that I was on a plane, and it landed on a highway. <laughs> very similar. And then I woke up, like, before it stopped. Which I think is what happens in dreams, because you don't die in your dreams. No. Like, it's impossible. Never, like, I guess yeah, if you right. die in your dream, you actually die. Yeah. So, luckily, I haven't died in my dream because I'm not dead yet. That's Inception, right? What does that mean? That's the movie, Inception. It's so, a Christopher Nolan movie, and Tiki's right. That no, but what does that have to do with what I'm saying? Is that the theme of the movie? die in your dream, because it's, like, they're, 
it's a weird movie. You got to watch it. But they're, almost, like, they're like jumping back into dreams. Almost like stuff. The Matrix. Yes, but different because yes. it's in dreams. Right, Matrix. If you but die you in The Matrix. Because then you die in real life. Right. right? Oh, okay. Well, or you I, die outside of the, the whatever the instant. Whatever. No, it makes sense because I haven't died in any dreams. No. And I assume that Even you can't. Even when you're falling. Right. Like everybody you just wake up. falling dream. You just kind of wake up. You just wake up. Yeah. I have some weird dreams, man. Mm. But. Imagine that. You're just driving down the highway in a plane just passing by. <laughs> so hopefully everybody's okay. Is everybody okay, by the way? I mean, I think so. Right? I don't want to make light of this. Carrying two people. They were being checked out at the scene. I mean, the plane landed. So, I mean, it didn't crash. It just Near landed, exit right? 33. So wow. it landed. It didn't crash. Wow. So I assume everybody's okay. You know what's so strange? So I grew up on Long Island, but I grew up in a place on Long Island that's very close to John F. Kennedy Airport. Mm-hmm. So at night, planes would rock my bedroom. Like, it would come right over and it would shake. And you just get used to it. Like, you don't think much of it. Same thing when you're driving on the Nassau Expressway, which is close to where I was living. And it's obviously right near JFK Airport. You're driving on it, and sometimes it looks like the plane's going to land on you. (laughs) Same thing when you're driving on the Grand Central past LaGuardia. You're driving, and it looks like the plane's going to land on you. And I've just been so used to it because I grew up near an airport. And I think most of us are used to it, especially if you're on the highways I just described. But now, I'm not sure if I'm going to be so used to it. <laughs> like, the next time I drive to City Field, and I'm on the Grand Central, and all of a sudden, like, this giant plane's on top of me, I'm probably going to pull over. So going from Jersey, from Newark Airport area, over, there's a bridge, it's the uh, Casciano Bridge. The planes going into Newark, they, like, take this massive bank turn Ugh. right by the bridge. Oh. And it's all it, it it always scares the hell out of me. You're not used to it yet? Well, I I mean I am and usually they're far enough away, but sometimes it's like banking right when I'm there and it just it just scares you. No. Because you don't like you don't you're not used to seeing a plane sideways. Right, that's right. right. You're used to seeing them flying flat. Yeah. But the thing is bank sideways and getting ready to pull in for a, I guess land some I don't know, whatever. It's just it's it's disconcerting. Yeah. No kidding. I'm concerned now. Let's go to Mike and New Rose shell how are you mike what's up mike hey how you doing guys what's up good what's up uh the kids are home from school a, a, a pretty young lady wants to say hi to you t oh okay hi. Uh, what's I'm up a big fan, Tiki. I, I, what's that i'm a big fan oh thank you i appreciate you being a big fan that's my little one uh mia oh and mia. i got my big one 11 you guys got uh, the whole week of school off yes <laughs> yeah, I'm a the whole that. week. Whole week. Well, we only got a day in New Jersey. Really? I'm jealous, yeah. Mia. My kids are for yeah. sure. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> she was watching you. She was watching you on Saturday. I was watching an old uh, game. I think it was Eli. It was when you were with Eli. Got uh, it. So back in 04, 05 or so. I respect that, Mike. Mike spends a Saturday with football season over saying, "I'm going to watch old football." Right. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, my stamp. Um, oh, my cats want to say what's up. Sal and BT want to say what up. <laughs> and I actually did name my cat Sal and BT. As nice. Wow. Nice. That has got to be an yeah, honor for them. Right. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know. Where keep that, but okay. <laughs> every GM, every, you know, VP, they want to put their stamp on the franchise, right? Right, right. Yes. This, unfortunately... You know, if you are an Alonzo fan, I believe is going to be Stearns' stamp. Yeah, he's going to go a different way. You know, um, he's not going to go with Alonzo, and I, I love Alonzo, but um, I think it's going to go Soto and pitching next year. But yeah. you know why, Mike? You know why that doesn't make sense to me? It I, doesn't, but 
I mean, that's a decision that you were talking about that now has to be made. Yeah, but the whole part that doesn't make sense, though, is that if the Mets have already decided, like if they have already made the decision, you know what? We don't want to pay Pete Alonso. We're going to lose him in free agency. We're going to let him walk away. We prefer to target Juan Soto in pitching. We're done. We're not pursuing Pete Alonso. Then they should have done something I wouldn't like, but they should have traded him. Last year. During this offseason. Oh, during this Because uh, I always yeah, think you have more value with a full year well, and can... more teams thinking they're in it than you even do at the trade deadline. Because I know your answer is, well, you'll do it at the trade deadline. No, you won't. Because if the team is good, you're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And you also lessen the amount of suitors. Well, he was also asked about this. Yeah, like, he, did, I, he put that one away. It was, I mean, it was a good answer. He's like, oh, I just had my first live BP. So like, but, but it's why I understand where Mike's coming from. We're on the same side of this of wanting Pete back. It's why I don't believe the theory that they already know they're moving on from him. Because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. Right. They, they would have already did, done it. Exactly. You would have just ripped the Band-Aid off. I think and what you they, had reason because you have a new president GM. It just, it just would have made sense. Well, it wouldn't have made sense. I would have not, yelled and not screamed. Not for fans, but it would have made sense if you don't want him. Well, it doesn't make sense to do it now. It goes back to the start of the show. We were talking about Saquon Barkley. And my big argument is, if you wouldn't even listen on trade offers back in October, then that shows me you better be interested in keeping him. Right, there's a value that he had that made you want to keep him then, and now you can't get anything for him. So you need to keep them now. It wouldn't make sense to not listen on trade offers, but then to decide during the offseason, we don't want him back. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of the same thing with Pete Alonso, which is why I don't buy that. Like, I think the Mets are just playing hardball. I think the Mets are saying, you know what? Your analytics and your war, it ain't that high. You're going to go to free agency. You're not going to get what you want. And we're confident we'll be the highest bidder. Now, they may be wrong with that calculation, but I think that's the calculation they're taking. Yeah. Not the idea of, we don't want him, we're letting him well, leave. I think the difference, well, it's hard because Blake Snell actually fits this mold because he just won the Cy Young, but it, it hasn't been consistent enough. So Pete's in a category on his own compared to these five that we're talking about with JD and and Cody Bellinger and, and Montgomery and Blake Snell. Um, so, it, like, Pete is the best power hitter, run generator in baseball. He has been for three or four years now. So when he gets in the free agency, other teams know that. It's not like, oh, well, Blake had this injury. It's, oh, Cody, Cody was bad here. Oh, J.D.'s getting up there in a little age. Montgomery, eh. Like, there's none of that going to happen. Right. So if they don't sign Pete Alonzo before, and that's why I think it's con- like it's it's not an accident – that they're saying we're shutting this down once spring training starts or once the season starts like Aaron Judge did because the value for Pete is only going to go higher when he's free because everybody knows that he's the best at what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Whereas right now, the only team that can negotiate with him is the Mets. They need to value that, but they're not. No, no, because I think they think they will get him at more so their price than what the price but is right now so, for him. But I think if you're looking at... They may be wrong, but I think I that's think the calculation. Because you think about... Like, there's a reason why Blake Snell hasn't signed yet. Or teams haven't ponied up the number that he's asking for. And with Jordan Montgomery and with Cody. Like, there's there's all reasons. There's no reason not to do it for Pete Alonso. Yeah, but here's the thing about Pete Alonso, and it's funny. I was saying this the other day to, to Hoffman when we were talking on the Rico about this. For years, not here on this radio station, because I don't think we care that much about it, but certainly when we got inside on the Mets, we mm-hmm. would kind of openly complain how the analytics aren't fair to Pete Alonso, how his war wins 
above um, replacement. Yeah. <laughs> it's a guy. <laughs> that it doesn't accurately indicate how impactful a player Pete is. And it used to bother us. Like, I would joke around. I would read all the guys ahead of Pete Alonso in war and say, are these guys better than Pete Alonso? And the answer was obviously no. Like, if you watch baseball and care about baseball, you'd say this doesn't match up. Mm-hmm. And so for a while, it would bother us. Oh, he's so disrespected. That thing may help the Mets because when he gets to free agency, the analytics, the advanced analytics, and the advanced analytics say he's not that good. Which I'm sorry, I watch every Met game. You want to say I'm biased? I'm biased. He is that good. The analytics are wrong, in my opinion, and I've said that for years. But those analytics being harsh on Pete may be good for the Mets because it may lead to him not getting paid as much as he thinks he deserves to get paid. So it's funny how something that bothered you for so long right, but may, the, may turn out to be beneficial. But if that is the case, then why is it Pete saying, let's just get this done now? Because maybe Scott Boris is saying, don't worry. Those analytics stand nothing to my binder that I'm going to put on every GM's <laughs> table, and I'm going to promise you the moon, and maybe I'll get it for you. Let's go to Bob and Belmar. What's up, Bob? Hey, what's going on? Evan, first thing, I just want to say thank you. For not constantly saying Juan Soto in the all season to the Mets. That's all I hear on the 10 a.m. show. So I want to say thank you on that, first of all. Uh, two points, and then I'll hang out. First point, I think Juan Soto, I think Yankees have the best chance of resigning him. Only talks great about the Yankees. Look at all of his press conferences. And it might maybe the Dodgers get involved. Mariners maybe be a sneaky team. Of course, the Mets money talk at the end of the day. And then to my second point, I know you mentioned Yankees really have never had, you know, the signing of a big star after one year with them. Aaron Judge a little bit different, but if you look at last season, Aaron Judge got booed constantly uh, before he got resigned. Bad relationship with the front office, with Cashman, but they brought him back. So at the end of the day, you know, what's the atmosphere? They, he sees that playing with Judge and Cole. I think it's a, a whole different ball game. I, I think that what you're saying can't hurt, but what I've always believed about Juan Soto is that, and this goes back to him turning down the $400 million that he turned down from the Washington Nationals, that man is going to sign with the team that pays him the most right. money. He's and always wanted to bet on himself. He's always wanted to bet on himself. I think he made the right bet. And I think ultimately, you could talk to me all day about the Yankee tradition and the Yankee crowd, and I'm not disrespecting you because I don't think it hurts to have that stuff on your side. But I don't think it's the difference maker. I think the difference maker is going to be every last dime. And so here's what I would say, and I think every Yankee fan is going to agree with what I'm about to say. If you're Hal Steinbrenner, you cannot lose. Period. And I said that about Aaron Judge. Yeah. And to their credit, they got it done. Once despite, you make, lose, despite losing. <laughs> well, you lost, but you won because yeah. you ultimately got him yeah, back. Yeah, you played on the sentiment. You got him back. Right. You made a trade for Juan Soto, which I fully support. You made a gamble on Juan Soto for one year, which I totally understand. And now when you get to free agency, you cannot be outbid. That's the way I would look at it. What if they win the World Series? Is that a caveat? No. So either way, no matter what. You're talking about for me or for the Yankees Yankees. fan in general? No, if the Yankees win a World Series and he was a hired whatever and you got him and you won. No. No? I think, you know what, if anything, I think it makes it more so that you got to keep him. You I just had a long World Series run. You made even more money. Like, yeah. There's no reason. And you know this, Lugie. The Yankee belief is very different than us. I think if the Mets won a World Series, we'd be all so you know, drunk and happy. Right. We wouldn't care about the tomorrow. Yan- the Yankees would say, we got to do it again. I think the Yankee fan would say, yeah. that's great. And, now go come back and build a right. dynasty. And in theory, 
if every if the, for them to win a World Series, all the players that we've been taught, Judge and Cole and even Rodon and Nest, like all those guys are gonna have to play great, right? So if they do it one year, why can't they do it again? It's almost like you end up running it back again. I think it puts more pressure on them. I one hundred percent agree. Anything. It just it makes you want to run it back again. Not hey, let's just rebuild and get some young players. That's not what you'll think. Look, we'll, you'll think we'll, let's go win another one. I don't think it matters if it's the the Texas Rangers or it's the Mets or it's the Angels or it's the Red Sox or it's the Dodgers or it's the Diamondbacks. If there is a team that outbids you mm-hmm. for Juan Soto, I think if you're a Yankee fan, you are marching on the stadium. Mm-hmm. Like you are fuming. And by the way, to my friends out there who are Yankee fans, don't worry about this today. Like this is yeah, unfortunately you can do about it. There's right nothing now. you can do about it, and it's just it's not worthy of worrying about today. It's more, and the reason I think it matters and we're talking about it is because he just got to camp. And he just and, spoke for and the he was first time. just asked about it, and Pete was just asked about it. So it's like fresh, and it's there. But both guys are going to get to free agency. And I think both franchises better make sure they don't lose their This guy. is probably a good time to remind everybody, Sean's not here. He has this, what, you can't boo Juan Soto for the entire right. Yankee That's fan. Right. So I'll be Sean today. A reminder, don't boo Juan Soto. Juan himself <laughs> said it today. Hey, I'm giving you guys a little trial run. Right. Part of that is don't boo. So Sean was on to something with that. Here's a question you got to ask yourself, though. What if, because Juan terrible. Soto <laughs> got terrible. off to a terrible start <laughs> in San Diego, uh-huh. to the point where... And I think Hoffman repeated it on your old show, which he should not have done, because I said you got to pro- you got to supply proper context, Hoff. If you just spout this on the air, mm-hmm. people are going to think you got ten heads. Uh, I did some numbers that for a while Daniel Vogelback was a better acquisition than Juan Soto. Yes, <laughs> that Daniel Vogelback's numbers were actually better than Juan Soto's. Yes, and I think he shared it with you he and did. Brandon without any context at all. None. <laughs> yes, we did have that. We're like, what? So here's the point, though. If Juan Soto performs with the Yankees like he did for the first few months in San Diego, mm. I don't give a rat's ass what Sean has claimed or what you guys listening claim. He'll, he'll You're going to boo him. He's have, he'll have earned the booze. He'll earn the booze. Yes. By the way, odds he'll are he's going to struggle outside. the. I mean, history has shown you switch leagues. You're on a new team. The pressure. He's of probably going to struggle. I agree. The first yeah. month or so. Yankee games early on the year, there's a lot of rain, it's cold, it sucks. You're in a bad mood. It's not baseball season. Mm. So you really need to be cognizant of that in April. Don't He's vote. young. Is he married? Juan? I don't know. He's like 24, right? Why does that matter in this equation? Because, I mean, if you're married and moving your family or they're visiting or it just becomes a bit of a distraction. Oh, so you're saying, like, if his wife hears the booze, she's going to be pissed off? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I wonder, like, family is like, I hate this place. <laughs> this, this place is disgusting. No, you're right. I hate it. You got, I'll tell These you. fans are the worst I've ever seen in my entire life. Get the hell out of here. You Yankee fans are under <laughs> a lot of pressure, man. And, you know, I'll tell you how I can relate to you. I swear to God this happened. And I told this story before. This is not in my book because I didn't remember the specific game. So it's not in my Mets Bible, which goes on sale April 2nd. When the Mets traded for Mike Piazza in the middle of the 98 season, he was obviously a free agent at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay? And he was sitting about 340. I'm not joking. Like, he was in 340. But to many Mets fans, it wasn't enough. That what? kid's had in mind, Yankee fans. Seeing eye singles. They <laughs> Why? Because you know. he only had, like, eight home runs or something? So... There was a guy next to me at the old Loge box at Chase Stadium who booed Mike after he grounded into a double play. Mm. And I got very upset. And I was upset, A, because I thought the guy was an idiot. And then, B, believe it or not, 26 years earlier, I was thinking the same thing. Like, why are we booing this guy? 
This this could turn him off. He's yeah. a free agent at the end of the year. He's hitting 340. He's getting booted Shea Stadium. Well, that's different. What are we doing? That's different. It's not different, it though. It is, because Juan, if Juan Soto's hitting 340, I think Yankee fans are going to be more than thrilled. Oh, you think they're better Especially than Especially if his on-base percentage is, I don't know, way the hell up. You think him. you're better than us? No. Why? So Mets fans are stupid and Yankee fans are smart, no, right? No, I just think context has changed. No, no. Here's the context. When I got mad at the guy for booing him and I said, what the F is wrong with you? He said he never gets the big hit. And I said, dude, he's hitting 340. He's like, yeah, all meaningless. Context matters. You're right. Like, Yankee fans used to say that about A-Rod. Oh, yeah, he had 50 home runs. 45 of them were with a seven-run lead. Like, (laughs) fans are stupid and we're crazy. And so I got mad at the guy and we argued. And look, did I win out? Not really, because Piazza got booed a lot in that season. Right. Now, ultimately, Mike was a tough guy. He got the money from the Mets during the signing window. He actually never got to true free agency because he signed in that exclusive window, and the Mets kept him, and it happy ending. But I thought the same thing that we're talking about right now with Yankee fans about, hey, be careful, you don't want to boo the guy. I was yelling at one of my fellow Mets fans, and they were booing Piazza, who wasn't even having a bad year. See, here's what you have to remember, Tiki. When a guy comes here with enormous expectations like Mike Piazza did, like Juan Soto did, logic is out the window. True. Logic doesn't even matter. True, but this is is feels, and I mentioned the era, because this feels like a hypersensitive athlete era. Like, athletes are so much more aware of what everybody says and thinks about them or writes about them mm-hmm. or what opinion the front office has about you or your teammates or whatever whatever the heck it is. They're very sensitive to it. I'm not saying Juan specifically. I'm just saying in general. In that era, Mike Piazza, it, just, it probably felt just like baseball. Okay, but it, to it your point. It didn't feel like the whole town or the whole city is attacking me. You may be right, but also with times changing, you know what else has changed? What's Fans that? are even worse. Oh, of course. So the... Odds of booing are higher today than they were in 1998. Yeah, but I would trust. And in 1998, the, we were booing a guy hitting 340. But I also would trust that the fan is more educated. So if Juan Soto's hitting 330, let's not even get him to 340, and he's he's walking a lot and he's scoring runs and he's getting on base ahead of Judge and things are working. If he has a little, they're not going to boo him because okay. he has a, I'm going to make believe I'm a Yankee he's fan not, in the upper He's deck. not getting the the big hit in the big I, moment. I just booed Juan Soto, and you're at the game, and you're like, yeah. "Hey, why did you boo Juan Soto?" Watch what happens. Boo! Boo! <laughs> Ask me why. Why are you booing Juan Soto? I don't care what his on base is. I don't care what his OPS is. Every freaking big spot, this guy's looking at strike three. What are you looking for? What the hell are you looking for? What do you think? How do you how do you argue with that, Tiki? I don't. I just go change my seat. Someplace else. <laughs> well, to me, to me, that's why Soto has to bat in front of Judge because if Soto's batting behind him and he takes a walk and Stanton strikes out or grounds into a double play, you will hear that. Why did he walk? Why didn't he get the big hit? Why didn't he swing the bat? Now, if you take a walk and Judge is up next, you'll live with it. So that's why that batting order no, is key. And, and here's the other thing. If Judge doesn't come up with the big hit mm-hmm. after Soto walks, Judge will take the heat. And you live with it. Because he's Aaron Judge. And right. he's fine because he's exactly. used to it. He's homegrown here and he's paid already. But I... Look, so it's I, fine for Aaron Judge to take the heat. But trust that's what me. what leaders do. Of course. So he's got the C on his chest. That's right. Not literally, but figuratively. But trust me, fans, and I've I've been a part of it, yeah. we're irrational. So when you say, oh, they won't poop, he's hitting 330, welcome to earth. I mean, of course we will. And, and I agree. I think Sean Morash's idea of a no-boo policy towards Juan Soto is his best idea. I agree with his mm-hmm. idea. I just think that some great ideas, like, they don't work. 
Like, I got a lot of great ideas for our country. They don't work. <laughs> like, they just won't work in execution. It's because you're not running for office. I'm thinking about it, though. You should. <laughs> Chris is in Flint, Michigan. What's up, Chris? What's up, Chris? Hey, Tiki Evan. How's it going, guys? Good, Welcome dude. Thank you, man. Thanks. What's up? All right. Evan, I got to tell you, man, you got to do anything and everything in your power to get the rights to read your own audio. <laughs> Damn right. It is a ga- yeah. It's a game changer, man. I listen to audiobooks at work. It probably keeps me alive 50% of the time, to be honest with you. Yeah. But your voice, your cadence, delivery, and your passion is a game changer, and you have got to do it. I'm a huge Mets fan, and, you know, being here in Michigan, it's a little weird, yeah. but Chris, that's I, Chris, you're saying exactly what I told Evan before. There's moments the of truth. excitement that, that – uh, I don't know, someone who doesn't know what that excitement means. That's right. Just because he's reading the word. He can't do it. That's right. Who else could read live in L.A. for the Ryan Church game? My longtime midday partner, Joe Beningo, and I love to travel. In 2008, we went to Los Angeles to see an NBA Finals game and the Mets play a series in Anaheim against the Angels. I'm a loser. We were treated to a Mets win and the firing of Willie Randolph in the middle of the night. But we had so much fun, we decided to do it again one year later. Our producer at the time was Greg Giannotti, who's blossomed into a star at our radio station. <laughs> Wrap your legs around me, and I'll give you a ride. <laughs> now hosting the morning show with Boomer Esiason. By the way, I just heard he something. He joined us as we, well, go ahead. Which is why you have to read this book. Go ahead. You have to. Why? In fact, you you have to insist. <laughs> if they tell you that you you didn't read well enough, tell them to go kick rock. <laughs> Or kiss ass. <laughs> I was going to say. Whatever it is. He could kiss my ass. Because your book is written in the first person. That is true. It's got to be me. It's got to be Can you. Can you imagine some random person reading I, my long-time midday partner? Kiss ass. You're right. It has to be you. Seriously. <laughs> and if they don't, you need to read it yourself. Oh, Jesus. I mentioned Tatiana in this book. Who is that? Our trip got off to a wild start when we met a nice woman poolside at the hotel <laughs> named Tatiana, who wasted no time showing us a picture of a famous NFL player's genitalia <laughs> that she had on her phone. That's a lie. I feel my tail. Yeah, no, this is in my book. Yeah. I forgot I, I talked about that. Goodbye, SNY. Now, that's a tease right there. Wow. That's right. I'm whipping one out. Tatiana. Oh, glad I don't know a Tatiana. Gio remembers. <laughs> Joe remembers. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, I think I will be able to read my own book. I have, to audition. I have to audition no, for it, don't. though, first. No, you don't. You that's make, what they told you me. You make a demand. They said I have to audition to read my audio book. It's in the first person. <laughs> It'd be, it's more valuable as a, like a piece of art, audio art, if it's actually the person who wrote it nah, talking right. about his own experience. Now nah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It you're doesn't right. make any other sense otherwise. <laughs> God, if they don't hire me for this, <laughs> Tiki's going to protest. I am. Tiki's going to say, what are you doing? I'm only buying 50 books. That's all. Oh, I like that. You could also get Tatiana to read it. You'd sell a hell of a lot more books that way. <laughs> Tatiana, boy, that was crazy. Come thoughts. bearing pictures. Uh... <laughs> Can you give us a hint on the athlete? Give us a sport. A football player. It was Tiki. <laughs> I can't believe it. I just Tiki. told you. I do not know a Tantiana. Doesn't Whip mean... out the jumbo pack. You think while me, Giannotti, and Beningo were poolside in L.A., <laughs> someone just randomly showed us a picture of Tiki's Tiki? Uh, <laughs> absolutely. I watch Vanderpump Rules. L.A. is a crazy place. Uh, stop watching that show. It looks like such a kinky sex activity. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back and get more of your calls in at 877-337-6666. Plus a huge night for the New York Rangers. No team in the history of the NHL has ever won a Stanley Cup 
and then had to play two days later. And the Rangers are facing that at Madison Square Garden tonight. Sean Morash is not here. He obviously was at the parade and was in no condition to show up to work today. But will the Rangers be in condition to show up to work tonight? I mean, they did win a Stanley Cup the other day. Bitch, New York Ranger fan. <laughs> I didn't say that, by the way. I don't know where that came from. Evan and Tiki here on The Fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 